When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking and Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you for that, um, Karen, Canning Town Len. You were going to say uh, Karen Brady then, wouldn't you? No. <laughs> On the mind. I nearly used your real name. Um, uh, we're back uh, with no football day, 80 or whatever it is. I, I will look that up in a minute. It's season nine. It's episode 45 uh, this season, in this extended season. Uh, back by popular demand is um, Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing, Zoom boy? I'm in my shed. I wish I had uh, a, a, another jingle apart from... Zoom man. Zoom man. Zoom man. So where are you? What are you doing? You're in the shed. You already said that. <laughs> We've done this. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's a slow start for me. I've had a really, really long day. Oh, um, and it's a Tuesday rather than a Monday. Uh, no George. No uh, John tonight because they don't record on a Tuesday. They're creatures of a habit. They only record on Mondays. Uh, so they're, they're busy. Um, but we've got a substitute off the bench for probably about his third or fourth appearance. It's Canning Town Len. Watch out. What right. are you? Where are you? And what are you doing? I'm on a podcast with you in my living room. Yeah? It's a very balmy evening as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is the cleaner there? She's gone upstairs. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. we better not let her listen to this uh, podcast no. anyway. No, I'll have to um, said about her. <laughs> she used that name herself the other day, though, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. yeah. 
She knows the place. Right. <laughs> it's been a busy week. It's a big, busy week. We're going to talk about Zoomgate later. It's a little bit of after these messages. We're going to keep you uh, going. As always, we're going to talk about in the last, it's been eight days because we last recorded on a Monday. It's now a Tuesday. Uh, we've, we've, or, or myself and Hugh have written about 120 stories on Clarence and Hugh. We're going to talk about the 30 best ones. <laughs> I know that's subjective, according to Nigel, uh, including Zoomgate. But let, let's start off with um, an early one uh, of a week ago. Uh, and I said it it would be announced, but it was announced. And that was a season ticket refund policy was announced. Um, West Ham agreed to do the right thing by refunding uh, season ticket holders, either a cash refund or a credit against the deposit of next year. They've agreed to extend the cash club cash balances to the 31st July because they were due to run out in May. Um, and they've also said, as long as we're in the Premier League, uh, we're going to freeze season ticket prices for existing season ticket holders. Um, and that doesn't matter whether you take the credit or the cash. You're going to get that anyway. Um, obviously, if we go down, one would think that's, all bets are off. That's a curiosity, the... actually, for me. What's that? Well, because I bought a two-year season ticket which averaged out at £285 a season, I think. Yeah. But now, for a band five, they're 320 a season? Yeah, because founders get a different price. So do I keep my 285 then? Well, you've signed for two years. Has next season was already paid up or not? No. So this is my second season. This is your second season coming? No. This oh, the season we're that's in. That's a really good question. I I can uh, ask there that are, question. There's, but there's a there's a proper article for you to find out. I I would hope that you get your founders price. Uh, so your two year price that you signed up two years ago, you will get right. My two eight five. Yeah, for another but two years. That's because if it's a two year season ticket, I would do it again. Yeah. So let's um let's ask the question now. How, how how did you find? The announcement, the policy, um, compared with what other people have done. And, and I, before I do it, I'm just going to phrase it a little bit. There, there was many things on social media and Twitter saying, we were the last. Well, I, I ran an article saying what the other clubs had done. Almost no clubs, except for one club, I think it's Man City, are refunding people already. Most people have announced their policy, but no one's refunding, apart from one club. Of them, I think people saying we were one of the last four clubs well, actually, if you read a Daily Mail article, it was something like eight clubs hadn't announced, including West Ham. So it wasn't quite true uh, that we were one of the last four. But anyway, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Nigel, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the announcement? Is there anything you good, bad, indifferent? Well... To be honest, if we are being honest, we sort of knew it anyway, didn't we? But there was, yeah, at the end of the day, they did, they've done, when you say the right thing, they've done what they had to do. If people want a cash refund, they can take the cash. If not, then they can take the club cash if they want to help the club. Or was there not the option that you can leave it there and use it against your season ticket? Or is that the club cash option? 
No, so so people are getting confused. You can use this. This will automatically go as a de- automatic deposit as your next season ticket. So it's not going in club cash, and then you've got to remember to use it. Yeah. My understanding, and details will be provided this week, that um, probably on Friday after Thursday's meeting, uh, but more of that later, um, that this will go as an automatic deposit against next Season, yeah, so season. I mean, I've worked it out. I think five games left at home. Yeah, five. Um, Fifteen pound a game it cost me. What a bargain! Um, so therefore, that's sixty quid off my season ticket. Which, if it's you know two eight five again, means I only got to pay two hundred and twenty five pound. But don't you have to? Do you have to pay the two years up front? Well, yeah. All right. So it'd be four hundred and fifty quid for two years of football. <laughs> Well, no, it wouldn't. Would be it'd be like uh, it'd be five hundred pound for two years of football. Yeah. What so. What I don't know, and I did ask this question, but it's, I still haven't got it answered. I asked one person in the club um, how the refund would work, whether it be pro rata, whether because a lot of people, other Premier League clubs, have been doing it as a straight calculation, i.e., if there's five games left, five nineteenths of your season ticket, yeah. right? Easy to work out. The way West Ham have done it, certainly for club cash and selling, has been to rate each game as a separate value according to the general resale yeah, value. But, but so, I get that. Now, hang on, let me finish. Category A games are worth a hell of a lot more than Category B games are worth a middle amount. There's very few Category C games. They're really rubbish ones uh, on a midweek against a rubbish team. So... In this case, there was one Category A game left and four Category B games. Sometimes that can work out less uh, than five nineteenths. Now, there, there can't be a lot in it, but I have asked for that clarification. I haven't got it. One person told me, oh, no, it's five nineteenths. And another person said, I'm not so sure. You need to talk to Nikki Kay, um, head of ticketing, which I haven't yet, but... Um, but I, I doubt there's very much in it, to be honest, between the two figures. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. The way I see it, it's about 60 quid. Uh, let's just see me, and I'm going to ask um, Len this. this. So I, I paid, uh, I'm a uh, BAM free, which is what, 630 quid or something this season? Something like that. Um so if if I take six hundred and thirty, divide it by nineteen, about thirty quid, thirty three quid mm. a game, uh, times five hundred and sixty six quid for me. Mm. Uh, I would get back if it's an equal amount. Len, over to you. Well, I don't know what band you sit in, mate. I think it might might be free as well. I'm not too sure either. How much do you pay? Can't remember that either. Six hundred. Oh, you, you get over sixty-five, though, don't you? Oh, you cheeky bastard! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you're younger than me, just uh, just for the record, aren't you? Yeah, I am. He looks drawn younger out. Yeah, yeah, drawn out. Where do you sit, Len? Uh, Billy Bond stand one three two. Okay. But there's a line in that. Um, no, there isn't. No, there is, actually. I think we're banned free. I think we're £600 a year. Well, I think yeah, it's it went, it went up slightly, didn't it? Yeah, 630 
Yeah. Um, so what we what what did you think of the statement and what were you? Doing? I thought the statement was a little bit sloppy. I mean, sloppy in what way? Well, if they're going to give refunds and credit, just say so simply. Don't try and incentivise you to uh, keep the money club. We know they're going to do that anyway. We don't need to be told that we're not that daft. Um, <clears throat> I think part of me would have liked to have seen everyone get refunds, everyone treated the same, have a bit of unity in the situation. You know, you know, we're all in this together. Here's your cash back. We'll get this all sorted out and then come back. That would have been a little bit of a, appeared a bit of policy for me, but I think me and my brother are going to renew now because we realise we don't do much since this locking. You know, if we if we stop doing that, we won't get out. So we'll probably leave the cash there, wait for it to all sort out and renew now. Um, mm, so, yeah. you, so you will, right. Just looking at the prices now, I don't think these are founders' prices. Nineteen sixty-six. This is this season just gone is one thousand two hundred. Band one and nine. These are adults, so nine seven five. Band two eight six five. Band three six five five. Band four five five five. And band five, Nigel, three twenty. Um, but th- therefore. Um, they're for non-founders, aren't they? New season ticket holders. Okay, we're founders, aren't we? We're, we're lifers. Yeah, we're people who've been going strong since 2016. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you're um, you're renewing then. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. I've just found the founders' pricing. I just had to. I was just. Uh. uh no, it doesn't does it say that's the, the pricing, or we've already paid it. You know, it does say six five five. Actually, they are they are Maybe the founders' price. Right. Maybe that is right. That does ring a bell. No, you can't. No, I've, ju- I've just looked out, and it says founder pricing. Those supporters have held a season ticket since two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. Um, so that that is the uh, the founders' prices. Well, there you go. I know my my uh, two children under sixteens had a fifty percent um, rise from ninety nine quid to one hundred and fifty. But anyway, um, so a few people, maybe of the left of centre, suggested it was a bit like a Boris Johnson statement. Uh, it was slightly ambiguous, but um, I think West Ham Twitter followed up with a few clarifications. Uh, less is more sometimes. If that's if what I, I mean, was, yeah. Only to criticise one thing. It was a, quite a lengthy statement when it probably didn't need to be. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, uh, they've done the right thing. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about some football. Um, so, Project Restart, I don't know if you know, but um, the government gave the green light uh, yesterday on stage two. So, they published 50 pages of guidance about for elite sportsmen to resume contact uh, training. I'm sure you've read that um, all already. Um, today, the Premier League met with uh, the PFA, the League Managers Association, managers and all the club captains to explain their new protocols for Stage 2 contact training. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the Premier League stakeholders, so that's chairman or chief executives or both, 
meet to vote on contact training. Um, it's expected to go through on a nod. Um, I know we've still got problems on uh, people like Troy Deeney and some of his teammates still not training. Uh, my understanding is um, I've certainly been told no one's refused to train, and I'm going to come back to the training at West Ham later. Um, and then on Thursday, uh, this is the interesting meeting, the Premier League stakeholders meet again. Uh, remember, we're already past the 25th of May when UEFA set a deadline of, you know, European leagues needed to set their start date. Well, we're way past that already. Well, I say way past it yesterday. Um, on Thursday, they meet to vote on three other things. The first thing they're going to vote on is what are the sanctions if clubs and or players break uh, uh, these protocols, training protocols. Um, the second thing they're going to vote on, which is more interesting to me, is a compensation package for the broadcasters. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And the third thing they're going to vote on, uh, allegedly, because I, I still don't think they're going to start vote on a uh, restart date, is what will be the decision um, to decide places, including relegation places, if the season, and they use the word curtailed, that's cancelled to you, Nigel. Um, we seem to be, I mean, slightly academic, really, on what happens if it's curtailed, because it looks like we're going to start. Um, be before I move on and talk about some of the positive tests, etc., do you think, and I'm going to come to you first, Len, do you think this is still the right thing? Do you think um, it's right that the Premier League are pushing on with this and, and stage two is, a, is about to start as early as, as uh, Thursday? I don't know the answer, mate, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't like the fact that it's, they're going to start playing empty stadiums and everything else like that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like the sound of all of it. So I'll be a little bit hypocritical to say, you know, this bit's all right and everything that goes with it. I don't really want it to start without crowding, but, you know, I'm, I'm just a voice in the crowd, aren't I? So, no, I'm not really happy, but are the, fans, are the players happy or... You well, know, the players, or... the players have got some reservations, and I think um, Mark Noble and Troy Deeney have been quite vocal in saying they want guarantees for player safety. And, and I forget some other elite sportsman representative has warned players not to to sign waivers. Um, Karen Brady came out in the Sun saying, you know, they are operation protocols and not waivers. Uh, look, players are not going to get. Um, guarantees are they that they won't catch anything you know they've got to make decisions themselves as Troy Deeney has um, be before I carry on I'm going to come to Nigel Nigel is, is your view changed are the Premier League right to press on this week with with uh, stage two of Project Restart He's, he's still on mute. You're still oh, on you. mute. Oh, sorry. Totally on mute. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I've not changed my mind. I still think the Premier League are right to, to carry on in the way they are. The Germans are back playing. Other big leagues are going to follow suit. I, I know the Italians are still arguing, but they're looking early June. It's the Spanish, possibly, around the same time, first, second week of June. You know, th these are the money leagues. 
I, I would say, you know, the non-money leagues. In the day, France is a non-money league. Uh, Belgium and Holland, non-money leagues. You know, they've decided to cancel. But the, the, the big leagues, which is uh, English, German, Spanish and the Italians, are, are all going to crack on. Yeah. You're Sorry. right, and a lot of them do restart in June. And I did an article, yeah. not going to cover it today, of all the other start dates for the European leagues, and, and most of them... And I, um, I think that the fact that the other leagues are starting will, and and people can see football being played, I think fans may come round to it. When we get to no fans in the ground and everything else, I, perhaps we'll cover that later. Well, um no to cardboard cutouts, my insiders tell me, that the Premier League have rejected that idea from yeah. Germany. What I would say to that is then, since we're gonna, we'll cover it again later probably, is yeah. when I look at the photographs from the Gladback game uh, compared to the games that I've watched on telly and the photographs that I've seen, and I see a bit of action in the Gladback game, it did look better. Yeah. Yeah, visually. Well, there, there might be some other things, but as I say, we, we'll cover that as part of Zoomgate later. Yeah. Um, moving on, eight positive tests now. Uh, they did the second round of testing on um, Thursday, Friday. Re- test results came out because uh, they're testing twice a week. So as we know, uh, Burnley assistant manager had uh, a positive case. Watford. Uh, had one of their defenders and two staff, I forget his name, who who had it in the first batch of six. Uh, the other two players from another club didn't come forward. They wanted to remain unnamed, but it wasn't West Ham. Hold up. Players, it, you said there. Player. So so out of that, that group, one was a player. So out of the first... The no, first so set the of, two that didn't come forward, are they players? We don't know. Right. So, so, so but you just six, said players. Sorry, players or staff. I was using right. Let's get this right, and that's because you know. Let's get this right. Yeah. All right. You're, you're fair. The six in the first round of yeah. um, seven hundred and fifty tests. One were player that we know of. One player, three staff, and two unknown. Right. Okay. From an unknown club, because they yeah. said there were three clubs in the second batch. There were only two. Yeah. One was a player from Bournemouth, mm-hmm. unnamed. And the other one is an unnamed player or staff from an unknown club. Not West Ham. That's all I can tell you. Okay. I mean, considering on the second round they did a 1,000 tests, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's too bad. All these people who are testing positive are asymptomatic. They've got no symptoms at all, which maybe tells you a little bit about this this virus. Um. I mean, I don't see any. That's any reason to hold back um, Project Restart. Really, um, it shows it's doing its job, doesn't it? Yeah, I, for me, the most important tests are the ones just before. So, if they say June the fifteenth we're sort of starting, then they'll test. I would expect June the twelfth, maybe before that, June the tenth. It's those test results really that are the most important because if those tests come back and there's 10 or 15 positive, I think there is possibly a doubt, yeah? Because at the end of the day, they can always say, well, actually, no, we're not, you know? They've got until, if they say it's June the 15th, they've probably got till June the 14th to go, actually, we can't go ahead with this. So the tests that they do four or five days before, they're the ones that we got to see. Now, 
is if it's on a di- downward slide, you know, we've gone from six to two, they increase the tests. So let's see what happens in the next couple of weeks. You keep seeing the people going, call it off, call it off, call it off. But it's on a downward slope. And remember, we're not playing for another, we probably won't start for at least three weeks, two-week incubation period. So the people testing in the last lot of tests will be, could be, yeah, more possibly be free of it. Yeah. Well, there was one day there was no London, there was no London new infections. Um, I know around the home counties there's been a few, but but it does seem to be receding, both in hospitals and outside of hospitals in London well, and surrounding the, the areas. Well, the big ops, whether good, that was, I don't know, I wouldn't like to say London uh, lockdown properly because I don't think it ever did. Uh, I was hearing something about the two, two of the biggest hotspots were around Cheltenham and Liverpool. And it all stems from the Liverpool football game against the Spanish and the um, Cheltenham race course. I mean, I'm not not sure that's true, though, because there was London was a hot spot and it's moved up north now. So Cheltenham, in my view, wasn't a hot spot when London. No, that's where you're wrong. Actually, they've looked at a study and for the amount of people that live in and around Chelmsford, when you look at it per population, yeah. Chelmsford or Cheltenham? Cheltenham, sorry, not Chelmsford. Cheltenham, where they, where they had the race festival, 60,000 people every day. Um, there's there, there's uh, not an exp- you know, explosion, but a higher than average amount per population okay. that they would expect for that town. And they've put it down to the... Um, the fact that they allowed the festival to go ahead, which was madness, because I think that happened after they'd already called off the Premier League games for that weekend, Cheltenham Festival. It was anyway. So, it's it's not a coronavirus podcast. It is a football podcast. The um, it's a football CEO, podcast without Prem- football because of the coronavirus. The so, <laughs> the Premier League CEO Richard Masters has said in the last week him? that. Richard, Richard Masters. Oh, I thought, yeah, all right. I was just checking. says the uh, uh, start date for the restart is flexible. So everyone's been talking about the 12th of June. I think that's out of the picture now. Then there was a contingency of the 19th of June. Uh, the new date being floated around in the papers in the last week is the 26th of June, yep. uh, which would be a, a month from today. Actually, it's 26th of May, uh, one month away. Um, that seems a good compromise, if I'm honest with you. If they haven't made the decision when to start now, on the 26th, and they're not voting for it this Wednesday or Thursday, I think it's likely. Yeah, they're only um, just going back to contact. You know, they've just been given the green light. So you've got to give them three, four weeks of of that type of training before. Phase three is actually playing football, isn't it? It is, yeah. So so you've got to give them, you know, I'm sure they'll probably come up with some practice games as best as they can, perhaps, you know, reserves or youths against the first team or whatever, to try and get players. I don't know how, I must admit, I don't know how they've done it in Germany. But obviously, um, there is quite a good stat from Germany, I'll bring you up later, that that is interesting. um, the EFL made a statement last week. So, as I said, on Thursday, they're going to decide if the season is curtailed, how it will be settled. The EFL made a statement that they are going to use an unweighted um, points per game. Yeah. 
Um, the reason that's good news for, news for West Ham is an unweighted points per game saves us in 16th points on goal difference. We'd be on the same points as Bournemouth and Watford, but better goal difference. Bournemouth gets relegated in an unweighted. In a weighted uh, points per game, West Ham get relegated on 0.2 points and Bournemouth get saved. So that's going to be decided on Thursday. The EFL has set a precedent, really, by using that. And I think, have they already called off League Two? Or am I dreaming that? I think the League Two chairman or owners expressed that they would prefer. And the reason for that is, and why it's different for the Premier League is, is that apparently with the restrictions put in place in regards to playing football, it would cost each club around £150,000 to put on a home game. Now, coupled with the fact is they get no income from the fans and TV money is probably zero for, for League Two or minimal at best, there's no way that a club can put on four or five um, games to that extent because, and it's all to do with the amount of testing that has to be done on the players in advance. You know, yeah. these clubs, people, the Premier League teams are playing for the tests, aren't they? So it's. Well, the Daily Mail that leads a lot of this says the Premier League's playing for the test. Now, yeah. is there any difference between the Premier League and yes, there the is. clubs playing for the test? Yeah, um, there is. Because, well, there is between the Premier League playing for it and an EFL club. Because, you know, the Football League probably hasn't got the money to pay for 72 teams to constantly test all their players and staff. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And it can't come from NHS. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So, therefore, when you look at the finances of the League Two, of the League Two structure, it's probably quite right in a way that they come up with a system where they finish it and don't play the games to save them clubs financially. There's no financial game. It is all about money before I can hear people screaming at me. It's all about the money. But that's, you know, that's the world we live in with the Premier League now. It's too late to change it. It is what it is. I mean, interestingly, as we go to the showdown on Thursday, it might come down, although I've said the EFL set a precedent by choosing unweighted PPL, of course, the Premier League could go against that. It could come down to whether fellow clubs who who always vote in their self-interest, let's be honest, want West Ham or Bournemouth in the division. Yeah. Now, I like a lot of people go every hour's eight West Ham, they vote against it. But if you think of it back from a self, selfish point of view and look at other clubs, which clubs bring more away fans? Which club is likely to create a bigger gate? Is it West Ham or is it Bournemouth? I'm Definitely f- West Ham. Isn't yeah. It? Financially, it's us, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why I think um, clubs will vote in their self-interest. I mean, harsh for Bournemouth because um, Aston Villa and um, uh, and um, Norwich won't be affected by either way. You know, it will be points per game. It will either be weighted or unweighted. I think it will go unweighted. But this is why it has to be finished on the football field. Yeah, so let's move on because you're right. I, I think... The chance of no games more being played. It'll be interesting if one or two games are played more, and then there's a second wave, and then it stops, and then waited because all games are. But but the moment the calculations only be done if no games get played, and I I think that's unlikely. Let, let's move on. I said on Thursday that 
a deal is going to be struck with um, broadcasters. I've just been writing an article about the financial impact uh, of the pandemic. Um, it's a cracking read. It's a 1,300 word article coming out in the blowing bubbles. Oh, well, I was going to say, blimey, what on Clarence and you? Blowing bubbles. So make sure you get blowing bubbles. Um, I'm using my new, my profile picture I'm using is a uh, Canning Town Lens nice uh, drawing of me. So uh, look out for that in, in the fanzine as well. Fair anyway, um, we know it's a real well-reported figure that if we don't play any games, it's 762 million that we have to refund, or we, the Premier League, needs to refund broadcasters both domestic and international. It's since come out in the last week that actually, because of the way the contract's written and they've been delayed, we owe 330 million already in compensation. And for every week we go past the 12th of June, it's going to cost another 36 million. So actually, what? Well, the contract's been written with the broadcasters. Yeah. Yeah. That if the games didn't get showed yeah. in their original spots, yeah. they're entitled to compensation. Who? The broadcasters? The broadcasters. All right. That has already reached 330 million compensation. Got this. It was written in the Telegraph by Jason Burt. I got it confirmed by a very senior source saying it's spot on. For every week beyond the 12th of June, that 330 goes to the 12th of June, every week it's 36 million more. So, so regardless... as it goes on, regardless if, if they finish the rest of the games. Okay. Yeah. At one point, by the way, if it gets to August, there's just no point in playing the games because you've got to give the whole £762 million bank. So what's the point? But would do you think that they'll come looking for it? Well, that's why a uh, settlement is being discussed on Thursday. So the the Premier League can offer a settlement. Now, interestingly, that settlement might be an extra year on the contract free of charge. I doubt that, to be honest, because it's it's a a lot bigger than that. Or extra games next season or over the next two years. There's a number of things the Premier League could do without parting with cash, isn't there? That settlement doesn't have to be cash. But the broadcasters do have the upper hand at the moment because it's all about the money. They're the paymasters, aren't they? They are the paymasters. Um. I think that's it for, for Project Restart. Just just to go on some some sort of parallel, uh, Premier League 2, because I'm sure you under 23s t- to use twos, uh-huh. uh, has been cancelled. Uh, West Ham, believe it or not, I know we're in Division 2 of Premier League 2, um, we're top of division. Um, I don't know, three points clear? Top of the United second in division. Second top of the second division. Um, but now they're in limbo and they're talking about <laughs> expunging all the results, which sort of leaves us in limbo whether we're going to get promoted or not. Don't really matter, oh, well. does it? Yeah. Does it not really matter? No, not in the... No, who, who, realistically, who really cares? In, uh, well, that, it's a shame for the boys that have done so well. well in a way, it, it is, well. but all it is is about playing football. Yeah. Isn't it better to be in a more competitive division, though? Well, Man United are in the same division as us, you just said, isn't it? 
Well, yeah. Well, maybe those two go up. All right, let's move on to something a bit more professional then. (laughs) Women's Super League, uh, just yesterday, have decided to call it a day. They've cancelled their season officially. Um, I mean, it's you could come up with the equality card. How how come it's okay for the men's game to continue, but not the women's? Because of money. Nigel keeps saying it. It is about the money, but funny enough, statistic. Uh, t- I can't even say the word. Statistically, um, men are two times more likely to die of the pandemic virus than women. It's that that's been proved as a a stat from scientists, and yet the women's game has been cancelled. Um, my insider tells me professional women's football may die. It may not come back. West Ham invests um, 1.5 million to run that, that team. Cause it's the first year we've been in the women's super league. It's a franchise. No, it's not. Uh, is it not a franchise? No, it's not the first time. It's not, I don't, it's not a franchise. Is it second season. And second season. Yeah. We bought our way into the division for a start. But as as you know, it's a, we, we talked about money. This is funded by the men's game, and there's going to be a financial crisis in the men's game. And it's been pointing to me there just might not be enough money to fund the women's professional game because it is subsidised. Okay. So what you're saying is it doesn't it doesn't pay back what we spend. It doesn't wash its own face. No. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean that. Uh, uh, as I've got two five words very yeah, don't, don't don't say yeah, one of your famous sexist comments. Yeah, because I, no, I think it'll be a shame if it disappears totally. I do believe though that the women's football um, is overpaid for what it is, but then I suppose where and I've had discussion with people and they and they've said to me, but there's got to be a starting point, isn't there? If you do this, women's football will get better and better. It'll only improve. And considering it's not that great, they are right. It will improve. So perhaps by having a professional league the way it is, it it would improve the game. And perhaps it has improved women's football. So it would be a shame if it disappears. Let's see. Um, Let's see next season and and how much men's teams will put their hand. Uh, two, just moving back to the men's game, two more things I did forget. Neutral grounds are back on the agenda. We, we'd sort of said 12 clubs said no neutral grounds. Mail on Sunday had a big exclusive on Sunday, funny enough, uh, two days ago, that neutral grounds are back on the agenda. And apparently it's going to be a hybrid system. So the idea is, and I don't know how this will work, teams will play as many home and away games as possible but any high-risker games could be played on neutral grounds. Now, they don't actually define high-risk, although they do suggest one of those games might be West Ham-Chelsea on the grounds that supporters may congregate outside So that would be West Ham-Tottenham as well. West Ham-Tottenham. I think they said uh, Liverpool-Everton. Now, I... I completely disagree with this. I yeah, don't know whether the yeah, mail on Sunday, uh, the, the mail on Sunday is right, but it has to be a, living, a level playing field to me. You can't have just because West Ham are playing Tottenham and Chelsea those two games at neutral ground, while all of our other bottom six get to play 
at their own ground, home and away, that would just seem unfair. This could come down to goal difference. And if it was for medical grounds, if it was said, right, okay, your away game to Newcastle is not going to be played because there's a hot spot of virus in Newcastle and we don't want you to play Newcastle. I get that. But suggesting that um, fans would congregate, it's, it's not Green Street Elite. It's not the 1980s. We're not talking hooligans here. I mean, let's just think about this. West Ham and Chelsea, by the way, they couldn't watch the game, are going to not watch the game at home. They're going to have a meet-up <laughs> while socially distancing or not socially distancing in in Queen Elizabeth Park. Um, am I balmy or this just won't happen? This is just this is not a thing that they need to be worried about. No. Or am I wrong? No, they're, they're not going to do that. They can't do that. You, you can't have one wall for one and one for the other. It's got to be a level playing field, isn't it? Yeah. Surely it's got to be. Nigel, is this, is this a balmy um, idea? Um, I, I don't, I'm not so sure. I can see the thinking behind it, to be fair. I can see the thinking behind it. Do you see West Ham fans coming out and standing outside the Tottenham Stadium or the West Ham Stadium at the Chelsea match? That, that's my real no, question they're, to you. they're going to miss the game, aren't they? <coughs> Possibly. Are they going to see the game? Possibly. There's always Wi Fi at the stadium. If I haven't turned yeah, the Wi Fi off, you could probably get Wi Fi signal. There's okay? always that possibility that people may be attracted to try. And uh, for me, actually, I think the Liverpool Everton game is a, is one where I can see because with Liverpool winning the title, there's going to be a big celebration wanted in Liverpool. And also, if it comes down to the West Ham Aston Villa game and the winner stays up. You know, there may be like a celebration there for one set of fans, whether it would attract. I can see the thinking behind it. And there's a funny stat that's coming out of Germany now where I may not be adverse to that idea. And it is that I think they've played about 30-odd games so far in Germany. It's only been three home wins. Right, which is what well. you're doing so bad in Super yeah. Six, Nigel. Yeah. So, uh, well, in the German, you, league, you've been the, the wrong since, one in the Bayern Munich since the since the German uh, started. I'm doing about as well as you. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see after tonight. And tomorrow. But anyway, um, so with that, so what? What playing behind closed doors? And I think it highlights actually how much perhaps fans do affect the game. You know, you so even tonight, I'm looking now. I've, I watched the Dortmund Bayern game. I watched the first half of, of uh, the Munchen Gladbach. Um, there's been four games tonight, not one home team won. Two draws, two away wins. And, you know, there's some yeah. been some freak results uh, coming through. How many points did you score on Super 6 at um, the weekend? Seven, I believe, wasn't it? Or, or was it nine? Nine. Yeah, I think you scored nine. I think I did get nine. So you know, the, you know, Verde the other day, one at Freiburg, where they, you know, Verde but Bremen have been down in the bottom. You know, it's been Munchen Gladbach at home losing to Leverkusen. Leverkusen tonight have now lost at home to Wolfsburg. Oh, really? So you know, it's it's a strange old 
thing that's happening. I mean, Wolfsburg away at Cologne were winning 2 0 on Sunday or up until the, I don't know, the 85th minute. Oh, my, yeah. Cologne I've just seen Wolfsburg, goals. yeah. Yeah, 4 1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do very well at all. I, I, I've got two points in the first three games, you're right. Yeah. So, um, We'll we'll see, you know. But I think it's an interesting thing where people are going on again. Oh, we need to play at home. It's not right. Do you know what? It might be better hmm. not playing at home. Okay. Let's talk about training. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, in in the phase one training, the 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 club has released quite a lot of content with videos and stills and interviews. Because I'm a sad person, I've spent my time zooming into these, no pun intended, zooming into these videos to try and check off each player to see which ones have come back. Um, so first, first, the good news, or, or well, if you consider it good news, um, we've got players that were injured when the football hiatus started back again. So um, Ben Johnson... Uh, Yamalenko, Jack Wilshire, and Ryan Fredericks are all training. So all four of them were injured when this uh, when this uh, suspension started in March. All four of them are training. But here's the interesting thing, and I, it's not conspiracy theory. I'm just going to tell you as it is. There are four players that have not been seen in any of the photographs or any video. And I've asked the club, and they went. First of all, I asked the club and they went, well, it's impossible to take shots of everybody, Sean. So I said, said, uh, well, can you tell me if all players have returned to training? Uh, And and first of all, they said, look, no no players have refused to train. That's not the same thing. Then they said, well, the the, the training staggered. Uh, Still a politician's answer. And then finally they said, everybody has been to the rush green ground. Again, not a complete answer. That tells you the may, story. Maybe I'm yeah. putting two and two together and making. I don't know whether there's an injury or something um, or, or whether they're just rushed for time and they're not, just not telling me. But these are the four players that are missing, right, in any of those um, photographs, videos, etc. Mikel Antonio, Manuel Lenzini, Aaron Cresswell, and uh, Albion Ajeti. Now, we probably don't worry about Ajeti too much. Sorry, lad. Uh, but but Antonio and Lanzini. Lanzini has been very critical um, about we shouldn't really play until a vaccine. Um, look, it might be nothing on those four, and it might be something. But I'm just saying I've noticed that those four are missing in all the videos and all the stills, and there's quite a lot of them out there. Watch this space if yeah. uh, they're injured or or something else. Um, all the players are being asked, by the way, to wash their own kits and bring their own water bottles. And, and they come in. I'm sure you've seen the pictures of their temperature taken and, and blow to a... I mean, <laughs> not being disrespectful for Premier League players, but what's the chances they're going to remember to bring their own bottles in and wash their own kits? Zero. What you think they're not going to forget, I've, uh, sir? Yeah, they sir, will forget. No, they will forget. <laughs> They'd have to get down the old box, pull the old. Oh, you're going to have to use something from the box. 
It's going to happen. Um, yeah. Right. We we are going to save uh, the best to last, talking about the Angakia story and Zoomgate. I'm just going to reel off another few and, and see what piqued your interest. Napoli want Pablo Fernals, apparently. That was one uh, Fornals, um, in, in reported in uh, Italy. Um, the Rio Ferdinand uh, did an interview saying West Ham need to do better. He was disappointed. You know, he said the reason he joined West Ham is because he could see a future path. But he says, you know, they should really do better in the money they've spent and the recruitment they've done. And they're really not doing uh, good enough. He weren't the only Ryan, one. Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth allegedly has snubbed the Hammers. He's a free agent this summer. He wants to go to Spurs. Don't know whether uh, that's an issue. Dean Ashton has accused West Ham of poor financial planning when he talked to Sky, uh, saying that they should have planned better. Uh, Josh Collin, apparently, uh, Cullen, uh, they don't know what they're going to do, whether they're going to extend his contract. He's getting a little bit older now. He's been on loan to Charlton, whether they're going to extend his contract this summer. Um, I don't know if you remember Seed Havbanovic. Um, yeah. He's had, apparently we've rejected a £5 million bid. I haven't checked if this is true. He's on loan to, to some Swedish club. He's apparently on twi- uh, 15 grand a week. He was part of the um, deal that when uh, Anatovic came our way, apparently we've turned them down. Apparently he's highly rated by a lot of European uh, clubs. Apparently uh, Grady Diagana is not for sale. Uh, he's wanted by Slaven Bilic. Clubs say no, he's not for sale. Same with Rice. Lots of rumours about Declan Rice. He's not for sale. My senior source has said he would be the last player we sold. Uh, Declan. If we had Declan Rice, yeah. Okay. Just saying it as it is. Uh, another story was uh, Ivan Juric, is it? Uh, it was rumoured that David Sullivan was really keen. He was uh, sounding him out to replace David Moyes. It was printed in a paper. Um, our senior source says absolutely not. No interest. Doesn't know where the story came from, and it's just uh, not true. Um, and finally, uh, no, two more. Uh, agent uh, of an Argentina right back from River Plate, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Gonzalo Montreal, no, Montelia, Al, says there is truth. This is, this is a player right back that we've been linked to. Uh, is friends with Lanzini. Lanzini said he'd spoken to him about joining the summer. Uh, apparently, another report said he'd signed a pre-contract with West Ham. His agent have said now there is some interest with West Ham. He was £10 million. He's now available for a knockdown price of £6.5 million. Um, Two more stories around two junior players. One of them is... Uh, I don't know much about these, but uh, Vernon Parks, who, who's a junior, apparently doesn't want to sign uh, and might leave for free. And the other one's uh, Benico Baker Boatley, um, a 16-year-old that PSG, Barcelona, um, I forget who the other... Uh, Tremor be- Rovers. That wasn't Tremor Rovers. They're all interested in. Of course they um, are. I'm told today, although he hasn't, he's a 16-year-old. Um, he's got the same agent as, uh, or did have the same agent as uh, Reese Oxford, which, if I remember rightly, is uh, A.D. Ward, um, which I won't go on 
just in case it gets sued. Um, and the last story report was we're interested in Jack Buckland again. Now, I don't see this story as at all true, and I think I've got a question later on this. But um, And I'll talk about the question about my automatic tweets, etc. But look, I don't see this Jack Buckland story true. Um, we've got Fabianski. We've got another year option on Fabianski. We'll take him 36. We've got Dan Randolph in now. And we've got, obviously, a backup of, of um, David Martin. We've got two young keepers in Joseph Anang and um, uh, what's the other one? Um, on loan Trot. to AFC Wimbledon. Trot. Nathan Trot. Nathan Trot, who, uh, who, who could make the grade. Um, I think our, our interest in Jack Buckland has been and gone. I mean, he hasn't had a great um, season for... Who, who's he with? Stoke. Stoke City. Um, he got trolled online for the beginning of the season because he he did a bit of a Roberto and uh, <laughs> cost them the game on a, on a couple of games, if if I read it correctly. So still a lot of stories out there. And I'm going to repeat it on the podcast. And I know this is going to be in the question. It's not, just not true. So three stories left and they're big stories. Let's, let's talk about the first one, which is food banks. And... Um, uh, it, 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 a story today we carried, and, and look, it was given to us by the founder, friend of uh, myself and, uh, and and Nigel, uh, John, who, who's the the founder of What's his uh, last Iron name? Support. Now I'm not going to pronounce it because I always get it wrong. <laughs> Go on, you to say it, John Ritomsky. Ritomsky, yeah. Uh, John always uh, gives me articles when something's happened um you know we ran a story and i hope i don't embarrass nigel of uh you know they distributed over a thousand ppe visors to care homes and hospitals etc and and nigel was one of the volunteers to deliver that last week and i'll I'll let him talk for himself in a minute um and and he always gives me these stories you know there's been campaigns for food banks and you know i i haven't always seen i diet john when it was at wisa uh but actually I, 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 I get a lot better now. He's not Iwisa. And I really support and try and run as many stories and give him as much publicity as possible. But the story he told me today, and I want to make absolutely clear, this was not told to me by David Sullivan, right? David Sullivan didn't look for any publicity on this at all. But John wrote to me today and he emailed me. He said, I've got a story for you. He said, David Sullivan has made a personal donation of £5,000. He's donated 3500 to our food bank project based on that's what we would have lost out for the, the last five games. And we would have taken in, uh, in donation, food donations and cash donations. And he's donated another 1500 to the PPE project. I forget what they're called. PPE. Do you remember the name? So, hub. PPE Hub in Liverpool. Oh. Who are making these visors? Who've made twenty thousand these visors for seventy p? Not made. So, sorry, they purchased. They purchased them, did they? I thought they made them. That's no. what, that's what you told me when I spoke to oh. him. Um, so you know, five thousand pound from his own pocket. He didn't look for publicity. We ran it because John sent it to. It's good publicity for the food banks project. Um, now a few people have come out and and slagged. David Sullivan off for this and saying, what's £5,000 to a billionaire? £5,000 
to a billionaire that's worth 1.1 billion, right? And and actually, food supporting food banks, which is an organisation made up of Liverpool and Everton uh, food bank project, um, answered. And I thought, food bank. sorry, fan supporting food bank, fan supporting food banks. You're right. And they came back and they answered and they said, uh, to be fair to your chairman, and I am paraphrasing, you, you'll be able to read it exactly. Um, if every other Premier League chairman put their hand in their pocket and gave us five grand, imagine what we could do with that money. And they're absolutely right. Wh- whichever, which other of the 19 chairmen have personally donated five grand to the cause? So you shouldn't run, it doesn't matter. Most of the owners are billionaires. Let's give <laughs> Mr. Sullivan a little bit of credit. And, and by the way, if you knew david sullivan you'd know this is not unusual he gives to a lot of causes and 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 often it's not um it's not printed we've printed a few cases before where you know there was a west ham fan stranded here and he he gave five thousand pounds and there's been other causes he's donated five thousand pounds to um a lot of them don't get printed he gives to a lot of charities why have people always got to see the negative of this? Nigel, I'm going to come over to you because I know this is something close to your heart and you volunteered. It's not a problem, is it? It should be congratulated. Uh, yeah, it's not a problem. It's I, I don't like the finger pointing when people you know, go, oh, what is it to a billionaire? You know, because if he'd sat and done nothing, nobody would have known about it and nobody would have criticised him. And the fact is that he has done something. Um, every little bit helps, whether it's a 10 out of 5 or a 5 grand, to be fair, with something like this. So you're not going to find me knocking the man f- for doing that at all. And yeah, you know, I'm pleased that, that he stepped up. John almost single-handedly has got this off the ground, this iron Irons fans for food banks, helping the Newham Food Bank, which I think is quite admirable. Bearing in mind, this gets right. John don't even come from Newham, yeah, but he, he, he lives in Liverpool, he, doesn't he? Yeah, he lives, he lives up that way, and the, you know the work that he puts in it can only be applauded. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to. Yeah, we should. Yeah, you know, we he, should. You know, well, well done. John, he told me he that he, he had this. Did you know he had this PPE sitting in a warehouse in Beckton? that needed distributing. So I said, if you get a problem, just ask me. I've got a van. I'll do it. And um, that's what I did. He, he asked me. And on Friday, I went and delivered the, the PPE ran to the local hospitals for him. And where where did you deliver? Because I, I, I did run it in the article, and I hope I didn't embarrass you, because I know you, you don't seek publicity from this. And I, no, I didn't I even tell you I was doing it, did I? <laughs> so. No, you didn't. I had, I had to rely on, on my mate John telling yeah. me uh, all the details, because yeah. you're, you know. Yeah, it, it's, I don't, yeah, it's something I do for myself, not for, you know, to, yeah. to I mean, some, 350 went to Newham Council, uh, a number of care homes, a no, number of community hospitals, didn't they? Yeah, so there was um, about 500 that was given around to local care homes. It was distributed by, uh, there, there's like an agency that goes out. Then there was, a, a load was delivered to Newham Hospital to cover Newham Hospital, London Hospital, and, uh, and sorry, Mile End Hospital. 
then um, Spire at Loughton uh, got their donation. Whips Cross didn't pick up the phone to me, so I couldn't deliver it to them. So they, you know, theirs is still waiting. If they don't pick the phone up tomorrow, I'll be dropping it off at local care homes to where I am. Then I went to Barking Community Hospital, um, where my sisters were born. Well, it used to be Barking Maternity. They built a new hospital on the site there. Uh, at the Edge was born there out of U2 and various right. other people. Um, th- they were really grateful. I mean, they got 50, and the, and the, the geezer couldn't have been more pleased. Um, and then we took, I think, 200 to Brentwood. Yeah, I yeah. took 200 the, the, the to Brentwood. The figures I was given by John, right? 350 went to Newham. 50 went to Aspire Community Care for home visit staff. Yeah. And under 150 went to Newham University Hospital. That's correct, yeah. Mile End yeah. and Royal London. Yeah. 200 went to uh, Brentwood Community Hospital. Yes. Yeah. And the remainder was shared between Spire England East, yeah. Whips Cross Barking. Yes. And that was it. Well, yeah. yeah. Whips ain't picked the well, phone. But, the, yeah, you, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, they'll all be, um, the, you know, they will all be donating. I think, I think there, yeah. there's another, if another lot comes, then I think John's going to organise, you know, getting it into more places. The care homes are really yeah. struggling from what I told. Yeah. You know? Well, do you know what? Uh, it's a good cause. Uh, if if you search for this, you can find the story. You can even find a picture of, and we'll put this on the Facebook group, you'll find a picture of um, Nigel, not in a mask or a visor, uh, but with his gloves on and his legs out uh, with uh, two boxes of, uh, of visors. Um, and there is a link where you can donate to um, Newham Food Banks um, via the... Um, Irons uh, supporting food banks project. Um, I'm going to move on to the two big stories. We're an hour in. We haven't even covered the two big stories. Um, And we lose the Zoom story to last. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, the Ngakia story. So let me just say my side and (laughs) use two can chip in. Look, for a long time, Hugh and myself have known that the club are been negotiating with Ngakia, um, trying to get him to sign a new deal. Um, and for a long time, we were asked to say nothing. You know, we don't want you to talk about it because, you know, it could upset the apple car, the, converse, the negotiations are very finely balanced, etc. You know, please don't print it. Uh, you know, and this comes from various sources. This comes from people, agents, this comes from insiders, it comes from various sources, but, you know, you ask, you know, don't, don't run this story. So we were aware and we kept on asking people, what's going on with Gakia? What's going on with Gakia? And on the Danes question, I didn't write the story, Hugh wrote the story, uh, but I would have run it anyway. Uh, We were approached to say, you know, it's over. You know, the deal has been rejected. Um, it's over. And we ran the story as an exclusive um, that basically didn't want to sign. Uh, we ran a few follow-up stories uh, about the agent uh, who had allegedly turned his head, what kind of deal was offered. Um, you know, he was offered a permanent three-year deal. 
he was offered uh, a, a, a generous basic with um, a, a very high appearance rate uh, bonus and an automatic pay increase on 10, 15 and 20 games like um, like Declan Rice. Now, look, we weren't the only ones who had this information. Other outlets had the information, maybe slightly afterwards, but still, you know, the information was out there and everyone did it. Even the Daily Mail had their own twist. They were the ones, the Daily Mail, to say that the the, the agent was asking for £20,000 a week. Not us. We repeated what the Daily Mail said. Um, so uh, we've printed the story. We've done it. And then all hell broke loose. You know, um, there was a massive backlash, particularly on Twitter, let's be honest, um, how we'd broken the story and how we were putting a 19-year-old under pressure and we had no right to leak confidential contract negotiations or contract details. Um, interestingly, we've run a new story update today. Uh, although Ngakia is, is turned and his agent has turned West Ham down twice, West Ham are not giving up until the very end. You know, he is back training. He is training at the moment. He is our player to the end of June and we won't give up until until he leaves. There is a suggestion that maybe he's been tapped up and he's already got a verbal pre-contract with another club. But, you know, there's always two sides to the story, right? You hear sort of stuff whispering from the agent and you hear sort of stuff from friends of the player and then you hear stuff from the club side. And, and you have to say, well, it's somewhere in between. I'm going to go to you first, Len. Mm. What, what what did you make of the story? Were were we in the wrong to run it in the first place? Uh, I don't mind reading that person. This is just my personal opinion. I can understand what, why a lot of people don't like it, but I don't mind it. I don't care about it, really. Um, but those same people who don't like it, mm also ran it as yeah, part of their content. because they're lacking content. Well, well they, they ran, ran it like twice. They ran it as a story, and then they ran a story criticising us for yeah. telling the story. Yeah, that would be that, right? Uh, uh, look, I think that's slightly hypocritical. That's very right? hypocritical. It's not slightly <laughs> hypocritical. And I don't want to name them, and I know I've been invited on with you to to front this all out, but I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think there's more to life, and than this um i didn't make the editorial decision but i probably would have made the same decision as you well i would have made the same decision as you if this story dropped in my lap but you understand why they don't like it yeah because they didn't get the content okay (laughs) but that could be one reason yeah that could be one reason but also they here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. They just might, they might think, it seems a generation thing, I think. Do you not agree? I'm saying I don't care. Maybe but, because uh, I'm old and But cynical. aren't these the same people who are re you because they want to know? And But there's, there's there seems to be a, fine line they want to know certain things but there are certain things that should be no no goes um it seems to be okay for agents to leak stuff out of 19 or 18 year olds but it's not okay for other people to put another side of it no and the agents play just as much games with the media yeah i agree um and it it should be a level playing field in my yeah i agree with that i've said that I agree with that. But I think uh, what also you've got to consider, they're a little, obviously a little bit upset about Nagaki and not um, not signing as well. They're wanting to sign. I think that's what... And you, I'm hearing a lot of things saying, I'll give him the money, you know, the five grand or anything, anything up to 20 grand is not enough. But we haven't seen enough of the player yet. But that's, no. not, that's not the... Don't get me wrong, that's not the question. That's not... Yeah, well, we, we spoke to Terry Wesley, as you know, friend of Clarence Hugh, yeah. and, and, and he lives in France now. And, and we spoke to him and said, look, he's a good kid, but he needs to stay at West Ham. You know, this is not the age to move on from West Ham. This guy, look, let's, let's be honest, right? He's played four Premier League games, right? Ahead of him. If, if we didn't have the injuries we had, you know, if Ryan Fredericks hadn't been injured, Ben Johnson, I'm told, is still a better all-round right back than he is and and I've been told that you know he's probably higher up the pecking order so that let's play devil's advocate here Ngakia wants five grand uh, 20 grand let, let's just take this daily mail's figure of 20 grand which is the same money that ruined Reese Oxford, Reece by Oxford the way. Yeah. and we pay him 20 grand and a bit like Reese Oxford but he never gets another game no. You know, because Ryan Fredericks, this this river back, uh, river plate um, right back comes in. Um, we've got Ryan Fredericks. We've got Ben Johnson. He may get another game. He was lucky to get his chance. My understanding is before this, before he got his break from David Moyes, the clubs were in two minds whether to renew his contract anyway because he hadn't he hadn't proved himself. And and suddenly he plays four games and he's he's the best right back. I I, I don't get it. And if if the I don't know about the amounts. And I want to be really clear: the amounts being quoted, financial amounts, did not come from a senior source within the club. So if there's thinking that 
the actual amounts been quoted. No, they haven't. I know the structure of the deal, as I said, a three-year contract with a, uh, a a basic that is... Is it me or is he cutting out? Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. yeah um, you want your mic out. Yeah, you still rabbiting on for yeah. now. So, so, so my understanding is the basic is quite generous, four times what he, he gets already, and, you know, a very generous, maybe another three times appearance bonus. And on top of that, he gets an automatic pay rise well, look, we, every we, 10, we know what 15, and 20. The, the, the thing that you're missing for me is the, the reason why, the, the, or a lot of the reason for the stick, it's, it's multi-layered. You get the stick, you know, because of the, there's a section of the fan base that don't care what the ball to do, hate, hate, hate. Yeah? may seem strange coming from me, but that's a fact, yeah? So they see your closeness to the board, read that, and it's hate, hate, hate. Then there's the fact that you publish financial details, uh, where for me, I think that's where you go wrong as, as uh, on the story, uh, as a website. You've been burnt in the past, and for me, it doesn't seem like you learnt a lesson where Did you, you think not? it's better to just say, it's a structured deal, duh, 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 and don't put the finances down. And that saves you, you a lot of aggravation more than anything else. Didn't you not say you regretted it last time, Sean? You regretted well, talking about the Declan Rice thing. I, I, I said that I personally, um, when I went on the West Ham Fan TV podcast, I said that in the in this case of Declan Rice, I'd, I'd regret greater go into so much detail right but then yes. what i'm saying is if you've got so you've acknowledged so you've made the for me you've made the same mistake there if you leave the finances out of it just announce well the, uh, it's the same yeah. just announce he's not signing the deal well, you put me in a position uh difficult on this you know, I support my my partner in crime because you know we're part yeah, of the no, duo. I'm saying as a site, but this is the thing: if you you can't sit there and wonder why there's so much hate, hate, hate coming down on this, when predominantly it's that reason because people will look at that and the first thing they will think is David Sullivan's told you that. Why is he doing yeah. it? Yeah. So you've put you. The problem is everything that's gone in the past with Claret and you puts you into this position. People's but that's, view of Claret uh, I've said, I've said from the to, past, what's going on in the past. I've said to Gio and I've said to um, Nicky Hawkins on, on West Ham Fan TV, um, you know, not everything comes from partic- one particular source. It comes from a, a lot of different sources. You know, both club but agents, people, when we read that, they're not uh, going to remember all you kinds going of things. on what West Ham yeah, know, TV. What they're going to remember is Senior Source says this, Senior Source says that. They might listen to the podcast and know we joke about, we all know who Senior Source is and everything else, blah, de, blah, de, blah, you know, and that's what people will see. Right. Why is this happening? You've put yourself in that position in a way. Right. Let me if ask you. If you hadn't put the finance, the finance. in, yeah, yeah, then the story stands for me. Right, so the original story, in. without which didn't contain the finance, was okay with you. We made the yeah, right. You got every right that. to what report that Ngaki is not signing a new contract. Okay, but you, what I you're criticising is when we went into detail of what was been offered. 
you, you could have even put you could have even put that we've offered him uh, a, a wage rise and also it'll be staggered so he'll get more money for every 10 20 30 games you don't have to put the amount but if that's the case, then no amount should be known. Exactly month, right. Weekly. Exactly yeah? right. Exactly but, but, right. But the football supporters are obsessed about how much someone earns no, a week. No, okay. you perceive they are, yeah, because you're in the business of giving out news. You justify anyway. yourself. Yeah, anyway, changing the subject. But anyway, you justify yourself by saying that when actually if you talk to, you know, 75% of football fans, they couldn't give a monkey's. So what you're saying is, run the story, but don't run the, de- the yeah. nitty-gritty details. Yeah. And Len's saying, you run anything. Care. Yeah, right, fine. I mean, I've got, listen, I've got to be honest. Um, I know you, you mentioned a couple of channels there. That they're fan channels, and Hugh's a journalist. And if other journalists are mentioning money, then Hugh's entitled to mention ah, it. Therefore, if the finance is already out there by someone else, and what you've got to remember is people looking at Claret and you going, West Ham fans shouldn't be doing this to our own. And there's a, there's a bit of that as well is we've got a website here. Is it kicking our own? Now, I'm not saying well, it is. I don't, they, I don't agree with that. But what they're saying is people will look at it. They don't look at Claret and you the same they look at the Sun, the Daily Mail, the Mirror, whatever. They look at Claret and you as a West Ham website. Yeah, so therefore, it's a West Ham website that's possibly could be causing problems between West Ham and a West Ham player. That's not good. Let let the others break it, yeah, and then you tail on. There's enough news out there for you, Sean, to to get your hits and your stories. Honestly, as we'll find out next. It's a fine line. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's a fine line. Let me tell you, and I said this um, to Nikki. I think I told you earlier. We do 120 yeah. stories a month, right? Uh, sorry, a week. We do over 400 stories a month. You know, it's, it's difficult. It's a fine balance. The editorial decision on what we do, print what we don't. There are some major, major stories which both of you know about no, at the yeah, moment. I'm not that saying we have that. not run. I'm not saying, but, right? pe- but yeah. people would harm don't see that. Hold up, and that would harm certain players. Do we run them? No, you don't. But people Do don't see that. They don't know that, though. This is the thing. You, it's all right you sitting here. You know, you might get 20,000 people reclaring and you, yeah? Only eight of them are listening to this podcast, yeah? So that's 19,992 <laughs> people that are not listening to it. So they I, don't I get know. That. I yeah. get that. So, but but use to know, yeah. right? Because certain information is shared that, that there are... We do have a filter, and loads of stories are not run. Yeah, I right? know that. Uh, because we want, down, deep down, we want what's best for the club. Yeah, but then all now, I'm I don't is think Ngekia's agent is looking what's best for the club. No, he ain't. But you, and you can I'm put not that sure in he's story. doing what's best for Ngekia either, no. if I'm honest. And you can put that in the story. But when you turn around and sit there saying, there's a kid here on 500 quid, and he's turned down five grand. You know, people are going to be looking at that. And, in, and and this is the thing. And it's people that want to come at you. Yeah. So you've opened the door to them. Because people that are quite ambivalent will sit there and go, oh, you know, that's not good from the kid, is it? Or from the agent that's advising him. Yeah. But the people that want to come at you will say, why are you divulging information like that? Oh, again, Sullivan's telling secrets, blah, blah, blah. You've opened the box. All you got to do is not. I, put... I live by a mantra: never, never complain, never explain. Although I, I seem to have done some explaining over the last ten minutes. Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> Sean, yeah, do you think you, that you should 
re- you know release figures you personally not as I'm a figures man um let, let's be honest I I've made my things in, in explaining football finance so I'm a figures man and and sometimes I don't I don't see a, a lot of difference between um talking about how much the club has lost or how much the club has spent on transfer fees you know we all we all want to know when when someone joins how much a, a, a player is on no um, no no again it, it's an industry there. that is not well, you true. might not know a lot of people don't want to know are. they want to know what the transfer fee is we don't we're not bothered about what their wages are you're not, Nigel. No. I think some people are. I think you're you're wrong there, Nigel. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I find it distasteful because I, you know I don't want to sit around and talk about my money. So why? Just because yeah, it's a true. But they're in public eye. You know, if you work for, um, if you work for, well, look at Karen Brady. I mean, as a highest paid director, her wages are published every year in the oh, public accounts. But does it name her? Um, if you work for the Hold BBC, up. Up, your yeah. wa- you- their wages are published. That's paid for by the government, right? It's Karen Brady's name in the document. It's not, but everybody so, knows right, she's oh, the highest right. paid. So, therefore, it's it's up for us to sit there and go, well, we know that's Karen Brady. But officially, there's plausible deniability right. there. Let me, let me just finish on this, because I know we're going to one, one out of 20, and we've yeah. still got oh, the yeah. big Zoomgate story, yeah. and, and we've got... Um, but in some countries, and I forget which league it is, the wages are published, and, and you know, I think there should be more transparency. Not only transfer, in my view, we should be transparent about the Premier League. Not only should we publish the transfer fee, um, as as again other countries are obliged to do, but the agent, the fee that was paid to the agent and any intermediaries, and the wages, and we should be honest about it and say, you know, this is part of the industry you're in. Your your the amount you earn will be publicised on the website or by the Premier League or by the FA, uh, that your transfer fee will be published and any bonus, etc. That That's part of what we do because we want to be transparent. That's how I think it should be. Maybe that's from a self-interest point of view um, as a blogger and a journalist, but, but uh, that would take all this away because a lot of it's false. A lot of it's guesswork. Mm, oh. Anyway... Next. Let's move on. This is our last story. Uh, you'll be glad to know after one hour twenty, um, and it's about Zoom. Um, do, do you want to tell the story, or shall I tell the story, Nigel? Or do you want to tell it from your point of view? I tell it. From well, I'll take ownership of it because I don't know. It, it just come on Saturday. It was just a flippant sex. Was very flippant. It text. was, wasn't it? It was a flippant text was, that said, so "I just ignored it." Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know because I've been watching the Bundesliga, and you can see that you know the lack of atmosphere. Whether it, not so much that, but you know what does it do for the players? Not so much the fans seeing it own. And I thought, well, we got these giant screens, you know. They've already poo-pooed the cardboard cutout thing, which I didn't think was a bad idea, but I can see that people go, oh, it's the club screwing money out of people. Because the fans themselves organise this in Germany, though, not Bushman and Gladbach. And I think it costs 20-odd quid a fan to put in their seat. So then you think, well, what other way? And then you think, you know, we've used Zoom, haven't we? So you think, well, actually, we have. if you could get a 1,000 people with Zoom watching the game, 
or have them pictured on the big screen watching the game at home. You know, you don't have to have the sound on because obviously, you know, when the when the goals start flying in against us, there'll be a bit of cursing going on. So it would just be, and then if the if you know if there's a goal scored or something by West Ham, they can look up and hopefully see the fans celebrating. You know, at home, it was just something a bit different to try and make a change. Not for the people watching at home, because generally we're not going to see the big screens. It was more for something in the stadium for the for the players. You know, obviously you, in the text, how, how, I didn't put how that. long as you have you known me, Nigel? Yes, I know long enough now. Long, long enough now. I, how long? You know what? I fell into it because you you just went to me. Well, give us a quote then. So, like, yeah. Thought, so, you, so you uh, let's tell the story properly. No, so, you sent me the idea on a on a WhatsApp group, yeah. right? And I said that would make a good story. Always looking for content, fifteen a day. Yeah. And you said what? Why does it have to be a story? No, no, he it, I, I, not I'm sorry. A story. I think he said, "Give us a quote." So I gave him the quote, and then after I said, well, oh, "Why I'm, is I'm it gonna a story?" I'm going to have to disagree with that. And then oh, you came why back. Why did you give him a quote? For? I know. Do I know? That's what I don't understand. This is where uh, this is where I come back into the sort of why. Yeah, but do you know what? I because I thought it would it. be a cra- you know, or, you know, this little claret and you story. That would sit there. It gives him a bit of content, and it on a Saturday, uh, and you know does him a favour, and and that's the end of it, you know. And but then uh, if you look, you'll see after the quote, I go, what you know, not everything is a story, you know. After Sean text, everything's a story, you know. So I tried to say, well, I don't, you know, this was just a text between us. I'm, I'm just going back on the on the WhatsApp but group to it, see you if know, you are it, correct on. On the timeline, I think I am correct on the timeline. So anyway, it becomes a story. The next thing, Sean texts me, oh, the Sunday Times or the Express of Reddit. No, it's a Daily Express. Daily so- Express of Reddit, and and they want to go with it for a story. Uh, my agent had turned down uh, the Daily Express contacting me because they did ask to contact me direct, and my agent rightly turned it down because he knows that I don't really want to talk to journalists, to be fair. I've got no interest. And it, for me, it was just a bit of a silly thing. And he said, oh, well, the Daily Express are going to go with it anyway. <sighs> and then we had yesterday, didn't we? We've done you a favour, Len, to be fair. Give you something to laugh at. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and it, it's quite funny because there's people sitting there. And, and what you do notice is 75% of people do not read the story. They just read the headline because there's people that know me going, oh, what fucking idiot dreamt of this? You know, and a few times I went, well, me actually. You did defend it though. No, no, because I still stand by. I think it, it, it's... It's, it's not about replacing fans. You know, yes, football primarily should be with fans. Not should be, has to be with fans. But this is a different situation. Football in the Premier League, it has to be played. The reason why it has to be played is because the greedy players won't take a wage cut to enable clubs to ride this out. So they're still taking their, their shilling. So the clubs have got to get the money in. The only way to get the money is to play it. We can't play because of the situation we're in with fans in the ground. What's the next natural thing? They don't want to go down the road. The empty stadiums, when you watch it on the German League, it's not good to look at visually. The Bayern, the Bayern Mönchengladbach one, uh, sorry, Borussia Mönchengladbach one, I didn't mind because it actually did fill the stadium. 
when you when it pans around rather than empty seats a couple of grands have had flags and scarves tied to chairs and the rest have just left them empty it was just trying to do something different and it weren't about the fans sitting at home because we're not going to see the screens it was just a way of connecting fans into the ground visually you're right by the way i've gone back on on the audit trail so you originally say idea for fans behind closed doors zoom them onto the big screen and i go what the big screens ours yeah 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 yeah. inside the stadium big screen and then i go uh, not a bad idea. Give me a quote yeah, from you. And that's oh, where I've gone wrong. <laughs> and you wrote, yeah. football is, I mean, obviously yeah. I expanded the quote, football yeah. without fans is nothing. Da, 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 da. I said, nice. I will even use a slim picture of you. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I did, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then, then later, you said, why does it have to be a story? Which by then I'd written it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and you wrote, and I wrote back, everything's a story. And you wrote, you're right, not everything's a story. Yeah. I knew I was right. And then Dre, Jay then did a mock-up of you as a really fat person. Gold in a gold yeah. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> but let me tell my part of the story. So uh, a journalist called Tony Banks from the Daily Express reached out to me and said, I really like that story. So I said, okay, uh, yeah, Nigel's from the podcast, da, da, da. I think it's a great story. And he, he said, you know, well, what's happening with it? And I said, well, nothing. <laughs> Nigel told me I wrote a story. And he said, have you spoken to the club? And I said, not yet. And he said, you're going to? I said, yeah, I'll, I'll email the club. So he said, when? I said, well, later today. He said, what time? And I said, I don't know, in the next few hours. So I emailed the idea and the article. To the press office, only in the press office. And I thought no more about it. Well, you know, I thought this maybe would have been an online article on the Daily Express, but it was in the print. Did you get the printed version, by the way? No, but it no. was in the mirror. It was printed in the mirror as well. So it was printed in the Daily Express uh, by Tony. Um, uh, and they quoted the quote that I expended from, from Nigel when he was, he was named my name was kept out of it because I thought it should be. Yeah, he didn't want to um, share the glory, Sean, did you? <laughs> no. Uh, I thought, let, 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 let Nigel have his 15 minutes of fame. So I didn't think anything more about it. I mean, the only one thing they did get incorrect was West Ham supporters in talks. Now, I'll be honest, <laughs> that is a little bit of an exaggeration. There were no talks. I sent an email. Mm, the email was received. Uh, there was no discussions. It didn't go to the board. It wasn't discussed. So maybe a little bit of a exaggeration to say West Ham were in talks. But that was the headline that stuck. Before we knew, Sky News were running it. The Daily Mail were running it. The, uh, the sorry, the Daily Mirror. Then the Daily Mail repeated it without, without, with, with sort of checking the original story and, and putting a slight twist on it. Uh, to say that Sam would be used, etc., which I never said. The Daily Mail never even spoke to me, by the way, nor did the Daily Mirror, nor did Sky, etc. They were all going on the original story. And what about the, Jakarta the today? Did they talk to you? So, so, so then, <laughs> then, then, uh, obviously, it went over to then Ebola in uh, Ebola, the Portuguese um, newspaper ran it 
in their foreign edition. I think it, it made it to Australia where your cousin read it. It made it then into CNN uh, Indonesia edition. And, and I've, I've, I've actually stopped looking, but it, it basically went around the world. So look, I thought it was a throwaway uh, story. Actually, only 2,600 people read it on Clara and you, and yet the story went a lot farther. Um, and oh, Nigel's... I'd say the headline went a lot farther, to be the fair. The headline went a bit <laughs> farther. It's the headline that... The headline of West Ham in talks was wrong. Look, this even went... My understanding is even the Premier League got to know about this. Um, and people of the club weren't happy, I think, that um, it said West Ham in talks. But I said, look... I never said we're in talks. So, just the truth of it, They'd West Ham weren't in talks, talks or not, weren't they? Sorry? They'd know if they were in talks or not. Would they, they would know if they were in talks or not. Yes, they would know. But, you know, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. As I say, yeah. It's just... I apologise, Nigel. I Look, I didn't, although I found it very amusing, I know you got a lot of abuse. I apologise. I didn't, it was a joke kind of story. I like the idea, personally, by the way. I like the idea. I think it could work. Yeah, I, I, still, explain I, I still think, once I explain to people, that, that it, it's it's not about replacing fans in the ground. It's not about the club charging us a fiver to sit on there. If you, you're not even watching the game because you're not allowed to watch the game on Zoom or any other dialing software, whatever it's called, team meeting software that you can use. It was just about having a different visual thing and having a a bit of a connection because it is going to be a bit soulless no matter what happens. It is. Even with that, it'll be soulless though, wouldn't it? But yeah, but this is not a reply. This is not about me saying this is going to make the atmosphere better. This is the thing. I know that. It was just a thing. And this is the thing what people miss. All I keep hearing is, Oh, if they haven't got fans, they shouldn't play the game. Well, are you prepared to wait a year then for that to happen? I, I, I took your idea and I expanded on it when I talked to the Express. And the way I saw it, because, look, I'm a technology person and I, I architect things like video conferencing. So the reason sound wouldn't work, and I explained sound would have to be turned off, is the latency on video conferencing and the latency with broadcasting, in other words, the delay in going to the satellite up and down for broadcasting and the delay in the sound for video conferencing is that the sound, if, if people, as you said, the broadcast wouldn't allow it to be seen over zoom. If they were watching it live, they wouldn't actually see it. They wouldn't, the the cheers wouldn't match up. But I just think the booze and the, and the, and the groans would not be good for the players to hear to be fair, uh, more than that. So it wasn't about having sound. It was just having a visual connection yeah, uh, there. I, I, I saw it. it as a, a living video mosaic. Look, we're going to bring Jack, yeah. uh, we're going to bring Len in to uh, talk about, because you did a video, Len, didn't you? Yeah. Um, what was, what was your, you, you weren't keen on this idea. In fact, no, I'm underestimating what you said. I did, the, the, it's not a good idea because you're 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 trying to give a solution or compromise something that still isn't a solution or a compromise because there's still not fans in the in, in the stadium. But it's not a solution. I'm not pointing it, out. and that's the that the whole thing about it. This is not a solution. This is just an additive. That's what but it what's is. What's the point of it? 
well, it's, the point was trying to have a bit of a connection more for the players on the pitch and the people there rather than for the viewing public at home because we're still going to have to watch it at home. Like it or not, that's what's going to have to happen. But then that's how it is. You can't... It, it's, it's still nothing. I know what you're saying. It's the starting point that you're coming from that's wrong or completely dissing your idea. It's it's acceptance that we if we are playing it in an empty stadium, we're in an empty stadium, and the fact that there's fans on the screen. Uh, firstly, it will just look like there's a conference call going on in an athletic stadium where there's yeah. football being played because that's exactly what it is. It can't look like anything else. Yeah. Secondly, it's almost making an assumption that the players are going to sort of acknowledge that or look to the screens. Well, if that's the case, then they'll be distracted from the ads that are already running anyway on any match day. I mean, Mark Noble do- doesn't whip a crossing, see something in the big screens, and so forth. oh, you know what? I've got to get some timber for some decking. It just doesn't <laughs> work like it. It's just nothing. It's, what, yeah. I know what you're saying. I, it will be good to get an advantage um, no, it ain't you an know, advantage. It don't, it don't, what harm does it do? It wouldn't cost any money. Wouldn't cost any money. What harm? Visually, it would be appealing to the broadcasters. Maybe visually, it might be good for steals for um, to show something different and, and and to write stories. Does it have to actually be effective for the players? You know, it's it's. Well, what the, are we doing it for? Then? Well, it allows us to you talk about it and, and, and for this why? story to go around the world. No. The, 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 because why? it's trying to bring a connection with fans that are being excluded. It's not a connection with fans. Well, you it's say people that. on the screen. I, do mean, I, and I mean it because I see it. I see it on the day-to-day thing. It's just pixels on the screen. It's not connections with a fan, Nigel. Well, it's wouldn't need something going on the screen. Well, it's There's more no connection than nothing. And that's and no, that's, it is nothing. Oh. It's exactly what it is. It's nothing. It's like me. I mean, I can animate. There's no point me animate me shagging Cindy Crawford. Say, oh, it's better than nothing. You could just say <laughs> you're around the bend, and you'd absolutely be absolutely right because it's nothing. Well. And this is the fundamental of it. It is nothing. I know what you're trying to say, but the. the People don't see, see for me, that kind of interaction. I've always been the person to rather do something than nothing, and and that's the and that and. Yeah, that's but you've got to make sure something is actually something. But, but because what, what why I'm is saying it, is and this is thing you saying it's nothing. You, you still don't say why it's nothing. You say they're just pixels. Because it screen, is nothing. But it ain't. It's people. It's people. West Ham. No, it's fans. not people. It is. No, it isn't. It is. You, you no. No, I'll tell you what, it's not people. What it is, is that people's day-to-day lives have, have transcended into that to think that that is people on the screen, and it isn't. There is no... And listen, so I'll tell you So TV's not what, real, then? No, of course it's not real. So your videos ain't real? No, look, listen, that's, that's people that you know on the screen, and you're... But that's a totally different thing. They're not interacting. You can turn it on and off and whatever. It's a totally different thing. All I'm saying is all, all this, I think what people got upset about from the article, I'm pretty sure it said West Ham are having plans to bring in 
virtual fans, and that is not true. No, yeah, but that, 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 the story wasn't true. Yeah, that, that's what's upsetting people because it is what it is. It is a bit of conferencing software on a screen, pretty much far away from the action, completely disconnected. But I've seen it today with the German football. Yeah, so half time, BT cut to a feed with all the German. You know, the, like Bayern Munich fans together watching the game on Zoom, yeah. And it's a nice little shot. They're all sitting there. Everything you have fans from around the world and whatever. What? And and this is the thing I don't get. What is uh, where you say oh, it's nothing? It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> but it don't, isn't it don't... participation though? Well, then isn't it like the, the the two thousand people that are participating will feel that they're engaging. In some small way, but but no, you're saying nothing. But but is it? Are we nothing? Is it like the Matrix? And this is all pretend, and we're we're some kind of illusion in um, in some artificial. um, What's the word? Construction. Maybe maybe this podcast isn't taking place. I'm being flippant, actually. <laughs> it's not. You, listen, you got to draw. You, got you feel strongly about this, but um, I'm with Nigel on this, so we're going to have to agree to disagree. Okay. Do you want to do a Claret New poll on it? Or <laughs> <laughs> this is all I've People have evolved to think that people are interacting and they're feeling better about themselves. I see this every day. I will have a video conference. Why? What for? Do you know? I'll tell you a story. Because right? it's always, tell you it's a always story. better to see people while you can. No, it isn't because you can, there's always a contraction to it. Uh, you, I could be, you could be looking at me now and you're thinking, oh, he looks bored shitless. And that could go against me. I yeah, don't think that's right. a trope. But, but with social distancing at the moment, I spend my life on video conferencing. Uh, my company uses Microsoft Teams, right? I was on a seven-hour call, which was a, a presentation to a public client today, which was uh, a, a pitch, right? Because we can't meet in person. My my calls every day are with my team, uh, with my colleagues, and they're on. And I always insist, right? I always insist they turn the video on because I say, you know, what we're going through at the moment is not a holiday. Get a read. Sorry? Because you want to get a read. Yeah, but but Don't also you? I want to make sure that them. I want that sure their mindset is right. And I know we're going off the subject, but I want to get a mindset that you know I think they should be shaving. They shouldn't be in their pajamas, right? Because that can happen when, when people are, are, are just on audio only. You know, you don't know. I could be sitting here or lying here naked talking to you. I, I know that's a horrible thought, but you know, <laughs> visual shows gives you a read and 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 i know we're drifting off but i don't see the technology as a bad thing and it look i saw it as a almost a piece of art a a a, a, you know the visual effect of a mosaic of a thousand people you wouldn't be able to make them out so if everyone did do a movie or or did anything you wouldn't make them out but the visual effect would be quite appealing now the same could be achieved by everybody sending in a picture, head and shoulders picture of themselves doing the crossed arms and make a, mose, a static oh, mosaic out of that. You know, um, it, it's a visual appealing that appealed to me 
rather than just having a blank, sterile stadium, uh, Len. That's 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 all I'm saying. It's still going to be a blank, sterile stadium with a Zoom conference going (laughs) on. With a mosaic. Let's call it a work of art. Don't don't art it up saying it's a mosaic. (laughs) It's a Zoom conference. (laughs) It's a mosaic. You've you've got to appreciate the fundamentals. It is what it is, and that's why people don't like it. Okay. What what people are saying is is they're they're looking at it from a point of view is well, like fans ain't going to be in the ground, blah blah blah. But at the end of the days, fans are not going to be in the ground. No, I know. Fans ain't going to be in the ground. ground. Don't have them in the ground for a long time. Don't have a conference call going on in there. Okay. Anyway, do you know what I'm saying now, guys? It's not a Zoom podcast. Too long. It's not a Zoom cup podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> it is the that is the end of Zoom Gate. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure we'll never talk about Zoom again. Uh, and don't forget all the other video conferencing uh, platforms available. <laughs> um, I, I think we've just about only got time for questions now because we are at one hour forty. One last thing I forgot to say. Um, I've done my hammers eleven now with DJ Russie which I think I've put on the Facebook group. I know Len's done his. That's now up. We're also put that on the Facebook group on on, on uh, more than just a podcast. Have you uh, – I've given your details over now. Has contact been made for you to do your Hammers 11 yet, Nigel? Uh, recorded it today. Hey! So do you want to give us a little uh, preview? Or I know it won't be out for a while because – He's a little bit behind. Well, but, um... as you know, very unusual, the team I picked. Totally different, probably 80% of the players, totally different from everybody else. And I didn't get to beat uh, Gonzo's one hour, five minutes. I tried my best, but I just couldn't drag it out that long. Uh, and it turns out, I think, that someone else beat Gonzo anyway. I think someone done one hour, 10 minutes. Oh. Well, I did 45 minutes and it was trimmed down to 35, although yeah. I must admit. Anyway, uh, we we put Len's on, we put mine on, and we put Nigel's on as soon as it's available. But uh, if you haven't yeah. seen them out, there's lots of other people uh, who, who, who are, are well-known, even ex-players have done them. Uh, check it out. Uh, we put the link in the Facebook group. But um, I know it's been a long time, one hour 43 to get to here, but it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time without the Twitter bit of it, where uh, you get to ask us, the three presenters, questions of fact or fiction, which Nigel may or may not answer. Nigel. Yeah, no, John or George, tonight I put myself Sean C.T. Lynn back. Did you see yesterday's reports of West Ham looking at Zoom fans in the stadium? question mark it was a question that will be discussed tonight and hopefully the truth behind the plan anything else welcome uh, welcome i thought we were recording late so i said so have your comments in around 10 <clears throat> he says at 10 to 11 uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying the night's dragged on but jesus christ uh peter stone evening all he says are the rage rumors true question mark if so, then everything that is wrong in today's game is that. What rumours? That what was published, the figures. 
Look, I, I, I think I've we've already covered this. I, I've told you what the structure of the deal is, whether the actual figures are true or not. Um, only the agent, the player, and the person negotiating knows. So we don't know, basically, though possibly they are. But the structure was right, which was he gets a wage rise and he gets a wage rise for every 10 games he plays. Uh, 10, 15, 20. All right. Um, every five games he plays. Three, after he's played every five 10. games after the first 10 uh, and a three-year deal. Yeah. Barry Michael, or Mickle, I don't know, sorry, Barry, that tell us how to pronounce it. Uh, evening, gents, he says... Was it Steve Harris from Iron Maiden rather than Adrian Harris that Nigel met? I think I called him Dave Harris, to be fair. <laughs> Dave Harris. Uh, maybe yeah. he was thinking of the guitarist Adrian Smith. No, I was thinking of Steve Harris, and it was Steve Harris. that uh, not, I didn't meet. I, I played football against him on, I think, three occasions. He says, anyway, thanks for continuing to do the podcast during lockdown. You may not say that after listening to this show, but anyway, yeah. keep up the good work. Thanks a lot, Bazza. If you made it this far, well yeah, done. Well done to all you, yeah. I, I can't wait till we tell the boochies how long we've gone. Uh, tomorrow, David Jones, old Ziggy Stardust. Evening all. Uh, I don't know what he's been watching, but he says the only zone he knows is Fat Larry's version. God knows where he got that hey. from. But I suspect they won't be playing that throughout the game. I'm sure the distance from the pitch works both ways, so the players won't be able to make out anyone on the screen which is right. It wasn't really about that. But anyway, yeah. I reckon they should commission CT, Len, to recreate the crowd scenes. Well, that's a nothing idea. And the commentary, idea for your yeah, prediction <laughs> this evening. <laughs> how many times, so yeah, for your prediction this evening is how many times will Sean say, we ran an article on that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a really good idea, Len. Yeah. Um, uh, why don't you draw 54,000 portraits uh, to depict the uh, the uh, season ticket holders at uh, London? Where would, these, where would they go? Up on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the LED ribbon. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Would, we would, um, what do you call them? Uh, we would put it on a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> and no. revolve yeah, around. How about this? The club offered you a free advert for everybody's second team around the stadium ticker tape ribbon. That's an advert, right. isn't it? Hold up, as long as they get to use your crowd scenes from it to be the crowd yeah. <laughs> around the ticker tape. <laughs> yeah. Pigs might fly. Hey? Well, you know. Pigs might fly. Which, we can just, we just get an update how many London Stadium portraits you've got what's what's the score now uh, we'll do that the I, end. Did one, I did one, one today i think actually <laughs> might be two today oh yeah, two, I did two today excellent excellent well or so more I of think, that later yeah right we'll do you an advert at the end don't worry uh, oh that's ever so nice you're welcome uh nick stanley evening fellas evening nicholas would you have goats at west ham or would he be another big name signing after his prime cough, Wilshire cough? Uh, what do you think, goats are? No, no, no. All right, no. All right, me, I'd have him. See, he's he's only twenty seven. He'll be twenty eight next birthday. Oh, is he? I thought he was close to oh, thirty. Wow. People, people are going, oh, hold up a minute. Uh, so I've had this session tonight while we were watching the Dortmund game. Uh, he came on as a sub. 
So would I have goats? Uh, yeah, I would have goats at West Ham. It's been around for a long time. Maybe it's just yeah. a perception thing. Yeah, because so is Wilshire. <laughs> uh, didn't stop us. Uh, he, he's also put, did anyone ever claim the Arnie shirt in the end would still be interested in it? I think it's called Tough Luck, Nicholas. I think yeah, we're going to... Yeah, it's going uh, to the uh, Nigel Kahn Museum. Yes. Uh, so all those invited to view the shed will we'll get to see it. One day, whenever Sean gets to send it in his bin bags. But we won't go there. Uh, it's old Stelios Kiriakou, my favourite Greek. After, of He's course. Cypriot. Yeah. You know, I don't want Belinda to get the ump. My favourite Greek male, I should say. But not that. Anyway. Anyway, I'll stop there. Nigel, he says, uh, thanks for tuning in the other night. Because on Sunday night, he does a very good Vox Pop over on Irons United where he, he talks to a camera longer than near enough we do. Uh, and he gets about as <laughs> many listeners as we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love winding him up. Uh, he's got a few questions. Why don't the players get the chance to have a vote whether they would like to return or not? It's a good question, and, and your good friend uh, Sam Allardyce asked this exact thing on, on uh, TalkSport. He, he said, why do the players not get a chance? And Aaron Cresswell said the same thing, but actually then more forcefully saying, but they they won't take our chances. Look, if, the, if there's one person to do it, it's Gordon Taylor in the PFA. Why hasn't the PFA done a survey? Well, look, they, they they get a choice whether they go back or not. At the moment, nobody's being told they have to go back to training. They're being asked to go back. So, actually, they do have a choice there. And also, as paid employees of a business, yeah, no business really gives their people a vote. Do you want to come back? You know? Well, I'm, I'm happy to run a furlough money, you. Not a problem. If they took a furlough money... And I'd be banging the jump or let them stay off as long as possible. They social distance. I mean, you're, you're, you're comparing that to sort of everyday work. People at work are social distancing. You can't put a oh, tackle in. A we've done this then ages ago. I said, that ain't true. It ain't social distancing. I watched six geezers lay a road. They didn't social distance. This was during yeah, they the supposed lockdown. It's do do uh, nurses and doctors get a chance? They don't social distance. distance. No, they don't. No, they can't. You're right. No. Policemen. They don't get, no. Do the police social distance? No. Do fire brigade social distance? No, they can't. Right? They, there weren't they, a lot of social distancing going on down Green Street, as the video yeah, that's I true, with that video. Yeah. No, Did you like true. that one? Hey, dear, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. People thought the ICF were trouble. My life. What was that going on? Uh, so, still then goes, what will actually happen if the vast majority of players of a few clubs decide they do not want to return to playing? Will the Premier League force these clubs to put out weakened teams? Oh, he's got really good questions. It's, it's all about the money. Uh, players will, will, at the end want the money. Troy Deeney seems to be the one person. Um, and, and there's a couple of his people. I don't know of any other players refusing to train beyond the, the I think it's three players at Watford. Um, so I, I don't think that what's happening with Troy Deeney will be the norm. I think in the end, their bank balances will talk. Um Potentially, they could be fined two weeks' wages for refusing to play. 
Um, and, and the Premier League could get tough. Uh, it's a difficult one, and they're gonna, not going to threaten up front. But I think at the end of the day, after all the talking's over, you know, they're going to vote for themselves to carry on the hand that feeds them. Yeah, that's how it should be. You say, do you want to play? No, right, go on and fuck off. We're not paying you. That's that's me personally now. It's got to that point, which is, seems a bit harsh, but, you know, or take your two and a half grand a month for low money and off your chop. No, Jay, am I wrong? Yeah, kind of. No, you are right, really. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm just assuming it's going to get back behind closed doors and that's the other. I don't really think of them. But in, in a roundabout way, the pressure to play behind closed doors comes from the clubs because they're financially strapped. TV money. Yeah? yeah. And and why are they financially strapped? Because they're having to pay their players. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. don't think so actually, the if the players had stood by the clubs and gone, well, not, you know, we'd take a wage Stop cut da, 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 with the pay, yeah. and all this. No, they hid behind the PFA and the PFA went, no, 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 don't do anything. So that was it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. PFA's to blame. So I've got no sympathy whatsoever in this situation for the players. I haven't. Afraid that's, you know. He, anyway, back to still, he says, there's more to him than jazz, apparently. He says he will educate me. Uh, so, and he's put on a song there, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, called Moaning. I don't know what he's quite getting at there, but still, anyway, I'm sure it's a good song. Stevie Warboys says, Evening, gents. Hope everyone's safe and well. You all safe and well, boys? Well, yeah. Sean's all right. He's immune, yeah, man, because yeah. he's had it. Um, which, which is quite funny, because you caught it if you had it from a football game. <laughs> I am waiting for my antibody test. Um, uh, Superdrug have now got a a test out. Mate, just looking at you a week until you got an antibody. (laughs) 65 quid and you can get yourself. I did write, and I didn't put this, but I did write an article saying, um, you know, why can't the Premier League test everybody for antibodies? But it's not in their current medical protocol. I don't understand it. Get down to Superdrug and get yourself tested, players. Oh, there you go. We'll pro- four will probably come back pregnant now in our luck. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Steve Warboy's question is, oh, it's aimed at me. He says, are there any decent players in the Bundesliga that you think we should be looking at? He said, apart from the obvious, like, Haaland habits, uh, do I think Mario Goats on a free could be the sort of Sullivan signing? We've done the Goats, I believe. For me, I really like Ez- Eden Hazard's brother, who's playing for Dortmund. Oh, he's been linked with us before, hasn't he? Has he? I, yeah. I, I like him. And What's oh. his name? Bio. Uh, Bio and Bio. Hazard. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing we're at, we're at, at the moment. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you why I remember it. Is I wrote an article saying Hazard linked with West Ham. And, of course, it was the other Hazard. But it made me laugh <laughs> at the time. No, but yeah. I... Not a good player at all. He is a good player, to be fair. Um, whether he's available or no, I like um, Cordoba up front for Cologne. But I, I, you know, Cologne's probably the German team. I look quite. He's, he's quite a good player. Um, and Anthony Modest is another one. Um, a strikers go. He, he could do a turn for us, I think. But there's not many players really that come from Germany, is there? That 
Hitler did. Yes, that's yeah. true. And maybe it's a. Uh, maybe it's not a good. The Maybe problem with Haller, yeah. for me, I think, is he worked well in the system that was played out there That's by right. Frankfurt. Uh, it, it's, it's, I don't know how much success he had before Frankfurt. He he blew hot and cold. I, I remember when he signed for us, he be a German friend, said, you know, if we get he, if we get Haller from the previous season that played with the, the three up front, all good. If we get the Haller from before that, you know, mm, could be it or miss. Well, it turns out, mm. you know, we've got the it or miss one. Um, it does say keep up the good works. We've been a lifesaver lockdown, especially the podcast that reminisce. Oh, so this is one for me and you, uh, Jay. It says especially the podcast that reminisce about the seasons gone past. Up the Amers. What's your next on one, you. boys? What's your next project? I think we should probably get on with the one that everyone's been crying out for, Nigel. Really? Uh, what's that? Well. The one where we done all right that season. That one. I, I, I thought we was going to do Devonshire, to be fair. Well, yeah, maybe we should. We could do that, but maybe we should do the other one first. Yeah. Yeah. one out of the way. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll spin a coin. Why don't you that. talk to. Maybe I'll give yous to uh, Cotty's and McAvenny's number and you can uh, do an interview with them. Both um, to uh, be part of that podcast, yeah. Can do, or I could just nick other people's interviews and slot them in like I normally do. <laughs> well, I thought you might want to bring it up to date, but all right, fair well, enough. We can do. We'll see. Yeah, but every time you use my interviews, you just edit me out. Well, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't know how good I was at editing, did you? <laughs> Look, if you do Frankie Max one, you won't understand him anyway, but there you go. Uh, well, it's all right. We'll put subtitles in. Anyway, Alan Woodhouse, uh, following our conversation on Twitter, right, Al? Here we go. Why does Sean share transfer stories all week and then jump up on a podcast to tell us most of the transfer rumours that he shared are not true? Right, so let let me tell this one once and for all. Right, so my um, Twitter account, which has been going, by the way, since 2008, uh, before I started a podcast... Uh, my podcast, uh, before I started writing for Clarence and Hugh, before I started writing for West Ham till I die, before I joined the SAB or anything like that, I started with uh, a Twitter in that just said West Ham football. And and the, the, the concept was quite simple. The, the, the idea was to bring West Ham news from different, uh, areas and be, because I'm in IT and I won't bore people, but I use something called RSS feeds. So, RSS feeds take every time there's an update, it takes a feed every time it's published. Now, I'll be honest, I use my own Twitter account to alert me of news from other sources. So, I actually am a customer of my own stuff. Now, the problem is when you take an RSS feed from people like The Sun and The Express and The Mirror and Team Talk and all these other ones, you it's difficult to filter it out unless you've got keywords. So unless you filter out and write something to say, uh, don't mention any transfer stories, 
So in, in usual, I, I want to look at West Ham news. Do you know what? Click on the story and make your own mind up. But I don't want to exclude certain feeds, even if at the moment transfer stories are not true, because it will come back again where transfer stories have got some element of truth. And while I say, you know, the transfer season will open in, I don't know, uh, window will open in August, we will be looking for some cheap ones. And if we sell some people, some of these might be true in the end. And we'll be looking for some loans, etc. So there might be an element in truth. You know, not many people make up transfer stories completely. Some of them come from agents. Some of them come from the clubs looking to move it on. And, 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 and some are true. So I'm not going to... I know that was a long answer, but I'm it not going to... I'm not going to turn off my automatic feeds is, is the long and short but, of it. But the, the, surely people want to hear from you. Yeah, this is a, but this I, is, West Ham football is not me. It's not called Sean Whetstone. Yeah, but we know it's you now. It's evolved oh. into that. We know it's kind of you. So, so, so what do I do? Is, do I just so so? What people said is right. If, if I only account with the robot on, then you can look at that. Exactly right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Thing. And then we all of a sudden we're going back to the Zoom thing. People need to be people. If you want to use the technology with it, that's fine. But don't let stop people being people, otherwise we're screwed. And people want your opinion. They so don't you, want what, you're, what you're saying is I should split the two separately and have one account that auto-tweets news and one account, my original account, yeah. that only tweets my content. content. Yeah. You want real things. Because the thing is now, people see, see you tweeting, the thing where it does confuse it is you go, oh, it's a robot. But then... 35% of the tweets, it ain't a robot. It's you. Yeah, but, uh, and people... yeah, but it, it clearly says, it says via. No, no, no. And no don't, says... matter, don't matter. Pe- loads of people now do that. Yeah? Loads of people now do so that. So I say via and the source. So via what you Bell should Express, do is... Via the sun. Len, it said exactly what I was going to say to you. You need to uh, separate it. You have your own personal thoughts that people can criticise rightly. And then you have the robot. Separate. All right, I'll, t- I'll take I'll take that on board. T- by the way, but uh, just to say, I earn no money from Twitter. I don't get points or anything for clicking on other people's stories. I get nothing out of it at all. Beyond, I like to use it as one place to bring West Ham news apart. Uh, you know, this is what Alan's. I think it was me. I, I think it was Alan. A, a and crowd I. attracts. It's the old yeah. analogy. A crowd attracts a crowd. Yeah, the, Alan had, and I tried to explain in, in, to him. From an advertising point of view, yeah. um, it's better not to, you know, have uh, have an account that's just self-serving and only has one point of view. Yeah. You know, the thing is, people are so used to that being your account and it being you, not robot you. Do you know what? I've all, all, But hang on a minute. I've always tweeted out news from everyone, including, you know, Football London, KUMB, yeah, but uh, uh, West do you Ham not play that as well? They'll follow that mm. that account, won't they? Don't you notice Sorry? that when you but say I consolidate it in one area? The only reason this is brought up because some of the stories I'm saying are not true. Because, but you've tweeted you them. Know. You've tweeted a story, and people look at it. And this is things about Zoomgate. Yeah, is that people didn't read the article; they looked at the headline. People look at the headline. And the bloke that's tweeted that is now going, oh, that ain't true. 
and people thinking, well, if it ain't true, why is he bloody tweeting it then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Right. And I make uh, people uh. right in a way. You know, I think I remember the conversation I had with Alan. He says, I understand transfer rumors are everywhere, but Sean is a trusted source <laughs> and people will believe what he posts. See what I'm saying? They believe you as the person. They don't distinguish between you and a robot. All right. No. AI. I, 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 I take that on board. And get this, and he struggles it. to believe there isn't some financial gain for him because, you know, people will sit there and go, well, why is he doing it? And I'll try to explain to him that he's just fucking mad. You know, <laughs> he, he does it for fun. He's saying for financial gain. He is that mad. No. You know? No. And he says, nothing against either of you, by the way, fellas. And he's a big fan of the podcast. Well, thanks a lot, Al. And I, we've got nothing against you whatsoever. We're really glad. Please to have you. And I always enjoy the little two in them throwing sometimes on Twitter. And God knows why I defend you so many a times, I tell you. I get fed up at times. I don't know why why you come to my defense. I don't know why I do it. Because it just, people dig you out and rather than playing you, they they play you and not what you're saying. And if they want to slag you up with what they're saying, they can have a field day, believe me, because I do it often enough. But it's when they go personally, I think, well, hold up, that's a bit below the belt. And I'll stick up for me, mates. Don't I? So, uh, Ed Hughes. Evening, gents. On the Zoom idea, will the fans be broadcast so the players can hear? Well, we've said no. We, do, we don't no. think that's going He's just thinking this has got a risk of the abuse being shared in a quiet stadium. Uh, but it might be a bit more impactful than usual because obviously they must be used to being abused, especially your mob down the front, Sean. Uh, different note. Yeah. You ready? Which player will return from lockdown with the worst beard or haircut? Well, I, I quite like Declan Rice's uh, haircut. He looks like um, a werewolf kind of thing. Um, who else okay. have I seen that? Um, well, now, what does he look like? He looked all right. He looks like he's used... A few of them have used a shaver and some of them haven't. Um you know, everyone had shaved at all. Um, Robert Snodgrass, again, if you've looked at the videos and stills, looked a little bit like uh, a little bit hairy, beard-wise and, and hair-wise. But well, I'm pretty sure they can shave themselves, can't they? Apparently. On yeah. the face. I mean, I, I've seen nearly all of them uh, beyond those four I mentioned earlier because they've all been in videos or stills at the training ground. No one really stands out. Okay. Um, someone did say that um, Declan Rice looks a little bit like the Wolverine in X Men. Yeah, he's got the old uh, Buffon going on. Isn't it? Yes, yeah. So, wouldn't know. And he's the only player I've seen a photograph of training. So, to be fair, he has got a funny bar on it. But then again, it's better than that helmet head haircut he had when he broke in the team, anyway, isn't it? Um. You know, look like a bleeding kid off a Leeds council estate with the haircut he used to have. <sighs> Paul Nolan says, Evening, gentlemen. Chauffeur's here. Uh, uh, read the Zoom. He said, Will it log us out after 40 minutes? Is that when the free use is over? <laughs> think- Let, I'll give you a little tip here. <laughs> Conference in software. Yeah, go on. Let me give you a tip. <laughs> two, two things. Number one, if you do use a free version of Zoom, the 40 minutes just carries on now, by the way. It's part of the sort of lockdown plan, but don't tell anyone. You don't need to buy uh, a license. But secondly, <laughs> do 
to get a thousand people on a screen, you have to buy the enterprise version. So West Ham, um, or the Premier League, or whoever, or the London Stadium, taxpayers' dollars, would need to buy the large enterprise version to get the thousand. Well, I'm only I'm only guessing here, but imagine the fact that West Ham's doing working from home, yeah, which which everybody's doing. So that a lot of staff are working from home, and the club's still running. My guess is they're already using software like. No, they're not. Are they not? If I tell you a secret, will you not tell anyone yeah, else? Yeah. Okay. They use Microsoft Teams. Oh, do they? Yes. All oh, right. So not Zoho or not Zoom. No. All no. oh, right. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. It's the same type of thing. Okay. He's got. He's got a question for all of us though. Uh, following comings and goings recently, have you ever had to drive 500 round roll, round trip on a tank full of fuel? Uh, yeah, I did it. And I, I have managed it at diesel. Yeah, I have. Uh, and if you, Actually, no. And what I haven't done, though, is taken a little drive to test my eyesight. <laughs> I haven't done that, uh, to be thankful. Uh, well, but, let's not get poli- political on this podcast. Not a political podcast. Because yeah. oh. uh, it's not a political podcast, but I just think too much fuss is being made. I don't uh, know about that. I think the more comes out, I think we'll find that he's been a oh. bit disingenuous and perhaps he should resign, but I think the press are, are like animals. Do you know what? And again, and I'm, I'm trying not to be political, yeah. but people should only talk about it if they haven't broken any rules themselves that, that is I very true that is so very true i i want to admit i've broken at least one rule so i don't feel i can criticize others mm. nigel have you broken any rules uh, I, I suppose i know the answer is yes so let's get on with it <laughs> Lynn, have you broken yeah. any rules well no because i i'm looking after my mum and i'm allowed to do that aren't i uh, the bad thing about it is i have to explain what lockdown is every day to me mum but if you broke, are you, are you, I mean, great if if the answers you've broken no guidelines at all. No, I haven't. No, right. to be honest, well, you're the only one who can really talk about this. Then, all right, I don't want to. <laughs> good, good answer. Go on, you're going to say, who me? Yeah, you said the thing is. Oh, I was about to say yeah. The, well, the thing is, me being working from home anyway, it hasn't. I haven't changed my lifestyle too much. Your new normal is the old normal. Yeah. yeah. Boy. So I ain't got a football or a chip shop. <laughs> yeah, true. A bit of a kick in the nuts, really. Oh, and the pub. I miss all of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, anyway, uh, as we say, we're not we're not going to. Uh, Nigel, we, we're probably on for a new record as we are already on two hours 11. But go on. He's muted, so uh, he may have gone for a little lay down. Toilet. We we are recording. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> uh, at, Hello. Uh, quarter past eleven at night I'm on back. a Tuesday. Yeah, I'm, I'm muted because I was past. coughing and I didn't want to cough over everyone. All right, Morning. and I forgot to unmute. So I was saying uh, that Paul Nolan's got Marion season tickets on a shrine at home to give back to him at some point. Uh, what have you ever built a shrine to? <laughs> Well, uh, it's it's lucky John's not here today. <laughs> because uh, yeah. I, I don't even want to say because uh, it's... I, I, well, come on now, because I'm like, what? I, I, I feel a shrine. 
for Lady Diana with candles and a picture of her when she died. I really did. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I got carried away with with, with the nation's outpouring of grief, but I didn't do that. Oh, dear. I can't believe I just admitted that. No, I can't. Oh. No. Still, the heat's off of Nigel now in his city zoo, my dear. Now you said that. I know. Oh, my life. Uh, if John had been on there, he would. Was you, did you sing the song when you lit the candle? See the uh, what candle in the wind? Like a candle uh, in the version. window. <laughs> I went there. I went to um, uh, um, what was that place in Knightsbridge? The funeral, Kensington, Kensington oh, Palace. Did you? I, I went to the uh, all-night vigil with a candle in uh, Kensington Palace. Yeah, Good bless God. you. What about you, Nigel? Was you was Morrissey? Was it a shrine to him? Well, I, I think everybody would say I'm sitting in my shrine. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, that's the only, you know, it's it's the only thing I've ever built a shrine to. To be fair, mm. nothing for no. me. No. Not you're prepared to admit, Aileen. No, nothing. All right, so no. Belinda. Case. She just pops up saying, evening peeps, zoom, she says. I have no words. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Loving the show. That's all she put. If you've made it this far to two hours 14, you've well done, done very well. Nick Harvey, yeah. evening gents, zooming in from fans as to be the worst idea ever. Only WHU could ever come up with such a ridiculous idea. <laughs> Anyway, a question for you three gentlemen. Uh, when the season actually restarts, who will be the first three players to get injured? Wilshire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fabianski. Uh, do you know what? I was thinking that, but why would we think no, that? Because, because he's overreached himself kicking long. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, it's just our luck that the person, you know, then we have to rely yeah. on uh, David Martin. Oh, no, of course, Darren Randolph. I was going to say David Martin, but... Yeah. Um, well, he's know. gone for one that I'll choose as well, which is Antonio. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Dodgy Amis, isn't um, he? Yeah. He'd be cold it. as well. No, I, I'm going to go for uh, Boeing. Gerard Boeing. Well, don't say that. Well, I'm just, I'm trying to think West Ham way. That's yeah. yeah, another show. Gerard so don't think of that. Yeah, exactly. But, that, you know, it's sod's law, isn't it? It's the way West Ham works. Think of the person you've just paid a fortune that looked to have the most promise and then make them injured for the rest of the season. Yeah, sounds so I'm going to say Pablo Fanales, <laughs> who's, who's a great form, Gerard Bowen and uh, Thomas Suchek. Okay. Right. Bring in Sanchez, uh, Zabaleta, and uh, Ajeti. Anyway, you can't see the season getting going again until early to mid-July, which is a shame, he says, as he started to enjoy the Bundesliga, even without fans. It's it's still quite entertaining. I will say that. I'm not going to knock it. Uh, Question for Sean. Oh, Boyle. Were you embarrassed that you had to clarify the official email in relation to the season tickets? Ah, oh, wacky da. Surely they had to get the weeks. Surely they had weeks to get the message right, says Mike Marion. 
Uh, I wasn't embarrassed at all. No. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help clarify situations and, uh, all I part of the service you give, Sean. All, all part of the service. Yeah. Um, so no, no embarrassment and on my question side. Question for me is: Can I confirm that during Sean's recent lockdown, he did not travel to your shed, so that he could be nearer a support mechanism? Uh, <laughs> I can confirm that, uh, Marion. You wish I had, because I've got all this. Uh, he's been. Merch. Yeah, I'm waiting for the merch to turn up. Uh, one day, maybe. Uh, but thanks for that, Miriam. Uh, all right, my ansoms, it's old Dodsey. <clears throat> he starts, which bloody idiot suggested a Zoom cast? Oh, <laughs> Not a brain cell amongst them, or the idiot that shared the text. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, questions. Uh, what five players do you... F- five players, we ain't got time for this. What five players do you feel need to go in the summer? I'll go through his. He says, he's hearing Arthur's set to be released. Yes or no, Sean? Uh, I haven't heard that. Right, so that's um, no. Also, they're looking to offload a jetty. Yes. Yes. Sean, why have we not brought Diane Garner? So we did it. We did a deal for them to have it to the end of the season. We're honouring that. And so um, we think it's the right thing to do. Sean, can you confirm Umbro will be next year's kit makers? Absolutely. They are. Yes. Uh, due to lockdown at the end of it. <laughs> You will either come Sorry? out so due to lockdown at the end of it, at the end of lockdown, you will either come out as A, a chunk, yeah, B, a hunk, or C, a drunk. What one are you going for? Chunk. You started a chunk anyway. Uh, Len? Um. None of them. None of them. That's a, I'm sorry, that's a really boring answer because I already drink too much. I don't, I'm not a chunk, and I'm not going to get any better looking. All right. Well, I'm going to be uh, a a hunky chunk drunk, so I'll be all free. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not sure you'll I put on a bit, a little bit more weight, but I got a bike out the other day and actually pedaled it, which is good good for me because I've had the bike 10 years and rode it four times. Uh, And anyway, Dodsey's off to borrow someone's child so he can claim childcare problems and fly to America for all of these. He's been waiting to go to Miami, people. First world problems. These poor retired people, you know, they've been sitting there enjoying the sunshine when realistically they could be in Miami enjoying the sunshine. Anyway, Auntie Penn's popped up. Uh, she'd like to say what a cracking team shot don'ts a pen what have I said about not not giving Sean plaudits please it just goes to his head what a cracking team Sean picked for his all time 11 thanks auntie pen yeah dear I hope dear. to meet up with you uh, soon after lockdown yes is over uh, uh, did you see his team Lynn Sean's team yours? Did, yeah. yeah no it was a good team yeah uh, I there did, was a story I behind it. So, so my look, my my area was it was a lot of name dropping, but there was a story, and either I've interviewed or I had a story about each one of them. Oh, right. uh, although I couldn't tell the Robert Green one. Um, Very good. But, yeah. it, Don't yeah. go camping but, with him, that's for sure. But anyway, <laughs> oh, is that too much? The Isle of Wight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> But yeah, there's a story, and and I was uh, 
He was only 16. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, other than your Zoom idea, Nigel, as oh, other than that, she says, your Zoom idea, Nigel, is really at the headlines. How do you feel about that? I think I've said how I feel about that. You've heard that earlier. Oh, your family must. I bet your. I bet you showed your mum all I the articles. I haven't spoke to mum yet. Uh, she said, obviously, I'm biased. She's still interested now because she thought it was a good idea. See? Uh, Do you know what? There's some Chinese friend in the back of a rickshaw reading that, laughing. <laughs> Is that a car own <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I tell you one story? It's, I know we're digressing, but it's a really funny story. When um, when we were moving to the London Stadium, the club rung me up and said the biggest selling Japanese paper <laughs> were uh, want to interview a fan. Can you can you do an interview? So they interviewed, um, funny enough, uh, Angus Kinnear, who was the MD of West Ham at the time. He's now the MD uh, or the chief executive at Leeds. And and then this journalist came to see me and he wanted to talk to me about the London Stadium, etc. And I was on the supporters advisory board at the time. And he only wanted to know one thing, <laughs> that Japanese were obsessed with bubbles. And he said, how many bubble machines will be used to create the bubbles <laughs> in the London Stadium? And I said, I- I'm sorry, I don't know. And he said, approximately how many bubbles would it take to fill up the stadium? That's a Beatles song, isn't it? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't know. And he said, well, who can I ask? (laughs) I've got no idea. Anyway, the long and short of it is I got a copy of this. I've still got a copy somewhere in Japanese. It had to be translated to me. The story was all about bubbles. West Ham to buy new bubbles machines to fill the London Stadium with bubbles. That's a true story. They call it the London Stadium. <laughs> no, don't start there. Don't start. Don't start. That's a true story, bro. Uh, oh, in London Stadium. Uh, anyway, bubble. Love bubble. Uh, Dazlar says, hello, Dazlar here. Evening, gentlemen. Firstly, I just want the season to start safely as per medical advice. And if it's behind closed doors, then so be it. Secondly, big thanks to Sean for using the extended theme tune for the last few podcasts. Long may it continue. Long being the operative word there for tonight. Uh, Thirdly, he said, you may remember that I'm listening to all the podcasts from the beginning. Brave man. But as the excitement started to boil with the away Liverpool game 2015 and we win 3 0, episode four of season five isn't there for me to revel in the euphoria. Where did it go, Sean? Yeah, it's a job for you. Well, there are interesting, there are some missing tapes, and not many people know this, but when we move platforms um, from uh, uh, Podbean, to um acast we, we we had a problem where sometimes we we didn't we had to record we only had a certain allowance for disk space and we had to delete some episodes uh and uh, and i checked this because we've now done over 300 episodes but there is about four episodes missing in the free end episodes we've done and i'm afraid uh they've been lost the lost tapes um mm. 
So Years I'm really to sorry. Come, people will go and I, say. I have. I have gotten. Um, I will search the archives because if anywhere they'd be on um, one of my Apple Macs or or a backup. But I think they are the lost files. I'm I'm sorry about that, Tesla. I did speak to you after the away Liverpool game. Did you? Did you? You went. Yeah, yeah, in 2015. Yeah, you didn't you interview me? Yeah. yeah. That's why we deleted that one. Dear, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I bet you regret the day, isn't it, contacting me? Can you do an interview? There we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours 25 oh, into uh, a Darren Kitchen. Lastly, last a, a two-hour twenty-five podcast on a week it's with no Premier League football. Darren Kitchen to finish up says he's got to pose a question, but he's having trouble focusing on his screen because his eyes feel a bit funny. So he's going to take an hour drive, see if his eyes get better, and then he'll come back. Yeah, very and easy. thus ended Facebook, not on Twitter. Question time. There you go. Uh, that that was uh, a classic podcast goal. We ain't finished yet. Um, Jay's got to do go his on. interview. Uh, he's uh, sorry, Len's got to do his advert. His infomercial. Yeah. Oh, do yeah. I? Yeah. Well, I think you. What about my portraits? What, what's the inf- the infomercial about? About you. It's first yeah, your portraits. Go on, sell it. Well, actually, you should read the hundred and twenty words you wrote to uh, go on that other advert. I can't remember what it was. It's, it's about uh, Father's Day. Get your portrait. Oh, yeah. Off. Yeah, of course it is. Well, it's probably been and gone length for this podcast, Father's Day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No. No. Doing plenty of po- portrait, no, not podcast, portraits that I'm very grateful for. I'm enjoying it. Keep them coming. If you're stuck for a Father's Day present, you know where to find me. Uh, I'll send you a link. You can read all about it and order one. It's still plenty of time. It'll take about seven days. You'll you'll be in me all me future product, not all of them, but most of me, me feature productions in crowd scenes and that. And it's something different. And uh, yeah, you probably like them. So you were saying earlier, how many have used the London Stadium as their background? Uh, I, I think it might be five now. Oh, come on, the London Stadium. Um. Yeah, you're and getting you a severe beating. If you ask for the London Stadium and mention more than the podcast, you get no discount whatsoever. No. But you do help uh, show, Len, that some people, modern football fans, do have moved forward and do want the London Stadium and not That's all right. the ground or... Yeah, but we don't like modern football right. fans. Boo the modern football fans. Yeah, but some people, you know, you've got to respect them. All their technology-based yeah, ideas. We do. <laughs> A lot of actually, a lot of it's more families. Funny enough, who want like the the um, uh, Olympic Stadium. So you know that's what you come to expect, really. But then a lot of people like the authenticity and the nostalgia of what I'm doing with the Upton Park stuff because you need to branch out other clubs. Perhaps they we are. have. Oh, I know. Yeah. for your uncle that you ain't paid before. <laughs> Yeah, you'll get that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to make him a mug out of that. Don't worry. He's going to love that. Oh, yeah. I will do. I'll see yeah, you. Yeah, a bit of merch. Um, uh, 
How about any people asked for to to be with any of the board since I did the uh, Twitter and any someone funny? No, no one's done that, but someone has done uh, a modern day version of Billy Bonds. That oh. was today. Okay, yeah, for his for his father, him and Billy Bonds in front of the Billy Bonds stand. And oh, is it? It's not the no, Billy Bond drawing you've had with the the bandage. No, no, it's, it's not. No, it's not the uh, 1978 version of Billy Bonds. It's the 2020 version of Bill. Oh, good, good. What a nice son, eh? Yeah, very nice. Anyway, good luck. I'm with not the being ball pedantic, prints. but I think Alvin kicked him in the head in 1979. And 1980 was it? 70. It? it was Preston the game. He happened to Orient as well. No, the cup game. No, the the bandages he wore at Everton were from the kick in the head of the Preston game. So perhaps Preston game would have been the January, wouldn't it, of eighty then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Anyway, yeah, Brisbane Road, you would Yeah, because Tommy Taylor was the captain. He went up to him and went, oh, thought he looked like Jeromino. And I swear that was uh, one of the, um, in the papers the next day, they called Bonzo Jeromino or whatever his name is. Geronimo. Yeah, Geronimo. Geronimo. 30 seconds for two and a half hours. All right, well, what, anyway, what yeah, I will yeah, say is, get, so get, yeah, get, get into yeah, on his website, and uh, he'll, he'll knock you out. Fantastic drawing, people. I must admit. Anyway, uh, we do predictions. Hold Let's up. do it. Bund- I just want to say to my mate, Drew. You are right, Drew? He's put afternoon. I hope I'm well. I am well, mate. He said, if you're doing a pod later, could you try and make it beyond hour and a half? Uh, because he's getting a bit fitter during furlough, and he's managing to go a bit longer. Uh, well, so we've certainly done that. So let's see who's gone longer, yeah. whether you have or whether we have, Drew. Uh, so this one's for you, mate. Here you go. Um, right, let's do a prediction for the uh, German game. Uh, uh, Bremen versus uh, Borussia Gladbach um, tomorrow. Prediction, Nigel. Nil-nil. I was going to say that. Yeah. You can't. It's picked it first. Well, all right, okay. Well, I don't know anything about the teams. So I will say a 1-0 away win. Oh, nah. You've, you've lost then. And, Go on, Sean, make your decision. And, and I'm going 2 0 yeah. away. I'm, win I'm the winner then. Russia. I'm the winner then. Because the game was played Why? tonight. Why? Ah, oh, no. And the, was it 0 right. nil? <laughs> yeah, it was 0 nil. I would have been right. <laughs> so, Litzburg versus uh, Hertha Berliner then. Who, who did you Sorry, say? You're right. Leipzig, Red, Red Bull Leipzig versus Leipzig. Hertha Berlin against Hertha Leipzig. Berlin. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, I'm going to back the home win on this, even though it's a rarity at the moment. Uh, um, go on, Jay. One one. Go on. It's your go, isn't Sean? it? Sean? I've got no, no it's Nigel. He hasn't said. Oh, do you want to score? Yeah, well, you've got to give it. 2-0, uh, yeah. Leipzig. Oh, well, that's what I've gone for my Super 6, so I'll go 1-0, oh. my famous 1-0. <laughs> right, that's all the time we have coming up for 2 hours, 32 minutes. Where has the time gone? Um, I have been Sean. Uh, Nigel has been... Well, I didn't know. If we'd have dragged it out another half hour, we'd have been into the next day. So not only would we yeah. have set a record to beat our three hour from that cup night, whatever the, it was that we'd have actually brought 
broadcast over two days. But sadly, yeah. not to be. Another time, anyway, maybe. Nigel has been. Um, yeah. Zoomed. Zooming. Yeah. And Len has been. Kept away from the bed by the looks of it. Yeah, it's been a long one. Come on, you yeah. are. Pixelating. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Wait to boot you here about this. They don't listen anyway. You could say it was 45 minutes and they wouldn't know any different. It'd be like you and our show, wouldn't it? Sure, you don't listen. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.